listener, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, Jay and Mike like scary movies, too. You should go and subscribe to their podcast. We watched a movie. Because if you don't, I'll gut you like a... Well, I think you get the idea. Enjoy yourselves while you still can. This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch the Movie. We are live, at least I hope we are. Tell me if you can't hear me, can't see me. And we're going to talk so many, so, so fucking many Scream spoilers. I'm so excited about it. I've been holding inside of me like that dude holds that tiny wachatu in Ace Ventura in his little backpack. It's just been waiting to come out and, and bite you guys because I was unaware that the wachatu were biters. How's it going? Got some early people in here tonight, man. Got Matthew. I'm Chris Hollywood. Matthew P. I'm Chris Hollywood. I just said that twice. David Gill, Guardian Beardizer, Stephen Beckner, Landon the Paranormal Dude, Heisenberg, David Gill. You different now, says where is Jay? Jay has not seen Scream yet. So Jay, though, surprise, did not know this until just a little bit ago, which is awesome. At the end of the stream, when we're done talking about Scream, we're going to have Jay on, and we got some Halloween ends news for you fuckers. So, really excited about that. Really pumped about it. What's up, Domingo, Emily, Lori, Andres, Shiana, Diedrich, Infinitor. How's it fucking going, folks, man? It's nice to be here with you guys on a, what is it, Monday, Monday night, talking some motherfucking Scream. Uh, well, we'll start it off with that, Riley. Why the fuck wasn't Stu in this movie, Riley says. I know some people don't want Stu back. I know some people say, hey, he's fucking dead, Mike. Shut up. But guess what, man? I mean, hey, the writer of the series said he was alive. He said he was alive. They were going to make Scream 3 with Stu. He was going to be behind bars, and he was going to be running the whole thing. But Columbine happened, and they couldn't bring him back. So in my mind, if the guy who wrote Scream says that Lillard survived in his mind, there's still hope for Lillard in this movie. And I have a, a big theory that I'm going to wait for more people to get in here, get, get rolling about it. But I have a really big theory for uh, that involves Stu and involves this movie and involves Scream 6 that we're also going to talk about as well. Uh, but we'll wait a little bit on that. But that's going to get so sexy. What's up, D. Mitch? Thanks, man on the moon. Appreciate that, buddy. David, I'm all about Dewey's death too, man. I, I hate to start off the stream that way, but God damn, did that fucking hurt. I mean, all of the... Just of all of the people you could have killed, you know. Now, do you guys? Let me, you know. Let's start this with a poll. Let me put a poll in here um, because let me go over here to our YouTube where I can make a polla with it, and I'll make a poll. I want to know what turns you on. I also want to know who you guys. If you could have had your druthers, let me ask you guys this in a poll. Would you have rather Dale died than Dewey? Yes or no? Dale, Dewey. All right. I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to see what you guys think about it. We'll do a couple of polls as we're going on because I know a lot of people feel so strongly about these things. Let me tell you guys why 
let me tell you guys why I think what I think should have happened. Okay. Number one, I think that they absolutely should have killed Gail off instead of Dewey. All right. Maybe not Sydney. I'm not down with the sickness for killing Sydney off because if you kill Sydney off in my mind, she's gone through all of this. This whole story has been about her struggle, her entire life. And if you kill her after four movies of her surviving Ghostface, then all the other movies just become sad because it's like, Oh, she survived so that he could kill her in the end anyways. You know, I just feel like it, it just ruins Sydney's plight to have her dead. But for me, you kill Gail, and here's why you kill Gail instead of Dewey. Because Dewey has been stabbed multiple times. I think he said nine times. He walks with a limp. Ghostface has fucked him up, and Dewey has never been the one to put him in the ground. Okay? Now you have Gail show up. He kills Gail. Dewey's all broken up about it. He's all fucked up. And then at the end, how much more satisfying would it have been to have Dewey kill the killer kill Ghostface, and he finally not only does he avenge what happened to Gale, but you know, Dewey finally avenges everything that Ghostface has done to him. He killed his sister his entire life. You know what I mean? That that's what I would have wanted. That's what I would have wanted. Did you have to kill any of them? I don't know. Like some people think you did. Some people say you had to kill one of them to, for for the franchise to be taken seriously at this point to really make you feel like anything could happen. I understand that to a point. I really do. So, I mean, I guess maybe you did have to kill somebody. I don't know. But I definitely don't think Dewey. I definitely don't think Dewey. And, like, but let's 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 be thankful for one thing. Dewey got a cool death scene. There's one huge problem with Dewey's death scene. And that ties into my theory. So we'll talk about that in just a second. But at least he got a cool death scene, man. He saved somebody. You know, he, he, he saved her. He saved, you know, the little sister of who's his own little sister he couldn't save. He couldn't save Tatum, but he saved her. You know, he gets them to safety. He walks back. And that death scene was cool. It was probably maybe the coolest scene in the entire movie, that whole hospital sequence. And then that death scene with both knives in there, man. And you're like, oh, he could have survived that. And then a little bit of blood falls and then a lot of blood falls. And you go, ah, it's fucking scream. He could survive. Then the one goes in the back and you're like, maybe he could survive 50. And then when, she, when Ghostface pulls it up, you're like, ah, shit, fuck. It's done. It's done. It's dead. It's over with. He's fucking dead. And I hated it. But that was a cool death scene, and the it's an honor was really nice too. But were you guys like me when that fight started between Dewey and Ghostface in that in that corridor or whatever? As soon as they started fighting, like the movie wasn't scary to me, like it didn't scare me. But you know, I, I know all the ins and outs of Scream, like so many of you guys do. So you know, nothing. I was never really scared, but I was on edge. That scene when they started fighting, man, I was on the edge of my seat, like, oh man, don't, no, no, not Dewey, not Dewey, not Dewey. And unfortunately, I got my fucking heart broken. And it still hurts, man. I watched uh, I watched Scream 4 that night. And the first shot you see of Dewey is he rolls out of the bed. And him and Gail are in the bed together. And they're together for the first time, like, actually living together in the series. And, oh, man, my heart broke all over again. God, it sucked. It sucked so much. Brian says, I don't think Gail's reaction to, to, uh, to do a passing was genuine. Courtney Cox could have done better with her grief. I think it's weird, Brian. Like, I think that... You know, I thought their interaction was really, really heartfelt. And you could tell that there was some real life stuff between them, man. And I heard it was really emotional on set for Dewey or for uh, uh, David Arquette because uh, they've actually been through some real stuff. And when she's like, you're a lot of things, but you're not a uh, you're not a coward, man. That shit hit me deep. But I thought when she was crying, you know, there was there's still a killer on the loose. And then Sydney shows up out of nowhere and all these people are around. And Gail's super fucking tough, right? Like, that's one of her things. So I think Gail, like, breaking down and freaking out would have been kind of weird. 
maybe. Uh, but but you're right. I mean, it wasn't like a super, super sentimental reaction for her at all. Uh, Matthew says, I don't really like the killer's reveal in this one. Uh, you know, Matthew, I don't either because, and I talked about this in the review. So if you guys watch that, then this, this will seem kind of redundant, but I'll say it real quick. I think that the end was disappointing for a lot of people. I don't think it was the worst by any means, but I do think that like, we all thought it's going to be stew. It's going to be something fucking crazy. It's going to be something wild. They're not going to just do the same thing. And as I said, in the review, they just gave us another screen movie. And it, it was a really good Scream movie, I felt like. It was a nice addition. It's one of the better Scream sequels, in my mind at least. But I think we all expected something wild and crazy. And when that didn't happen, I think it was just natural feel, a little bit disappointed. But I don't think it was the worst. What I loved was uh, Richie. Like, when, when Amber reveals that she's the killer, just that quick boom. It was shocking just because it happened so, so fast. And I hated to see Liv die, by the way, because I liked her a fucking lot. But, you know... At that moment, I'm thinking, okay, there's definitely another killer because she definitely do, didn't do the, all this herself. And I hope it's not Richie because I like Richie. I would have liked Richie to survive this movie and gone on into future movies. Richie could have been. I mean, he was he was funny and quirky enough to be the new Dewey type of character in future sequels. Like, I could have seen that. That would have worked. I could have also seen him being related to Stu because he had that energy. He had something about him, like, like his, his comedy, the way he did things. He had a little bit of, of uh, Stu energy to him. So the fact that he's gone out of the franchise now kind of sucks. But, I mean, you can't keep everybody around. But when he when he pops up and stabs that knife into her, I was like, fuck, shit. And not only is it, I get that it's underwhelming because it's not a shock. And if you watch the movie back, you can pick apart parts where you're like, yeah, duh, he's the killer. But I think that was a part of it, too. They were like, you know, let's not, let's almost subvert expectations by making it obvious. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I know it wasn't the best. I know it wasn't. The, the the coolest reveal but i mean scream's not all about the reveal you know scream to me it's about that it's about all the stuff that goes on it's about the music cues it's about it's got its own aura to it but really i mean it's also about ghostface you know i know a lot of people were disappointed with the reveal who i who i get is people are like i like the movie enough it was pretty good but the reveal disappointed me i get that I don't understand it when people say it's the worst in the fucking franchise. You know, I I, I disagree with that because I think that they nailed Ghostface. I think Ghostface was good. I thought the kills were good. I thought the phone calls were good. I thought the lines were good. I thought the new cast was good. There was a lot to love here, even if you hated that one part of the movie. And it's not like a it's not such a bad twist that it was like the village. You know what I mean? It wasn't something just horrendous. Like they didn't make I feel like if Sydney was the killer or something, that would have been horrendous. Like that would have been village, you know, the village ending kind of kind of bad. But um, that's just me, you know. I'm just a girl standing in front of another girl giving my opinions about stuff. I know some people just like really fucking hated it. First super chat of the night. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Sir Cod Gamer. That's stands for Call of Duty. He's not talking about fish. He says, You would think that these new killers being fans, they would be they would realize that the biggest plunder of the killers is them taking forever at the end. That's a great point. You know, it's not one that they mention. I, I feel like even, they've even gone semi-meta in Bond movies and shit like that when the killer's like, killer's like I'm not going to sit off and give you all my plans. I've seen enough movies. Like, we've seen that before. So it is kind of weird that they would stop and explain their whole thing. But also, you got to think about it. If your whole thing is you're obsessed with this franchise and you've got Sidney fucking Prescott standing in front of you, you know what I mean? They want they want, they want her to know how clever they are. Because in a way, it's just like when they told Dewey that it was an honor. In a way, these people are celebrities to them. And even though they're going to kill them, they are also beloved to them. So they want that killer in that instance. I get why they're divulging all their plans and talking too long and taking forever. Because they want to let them know just how clever they are. They want Sidney Prescott to be impressed with them. 
So in that sense, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm Chris Hollywood said, I can't believe how well Skeet Ulrich looked with the CG. At least I think it's CG. I, I Yeah, that's what I heard. Like he was in the movie, but then they also CG'd him a little bit, just updated him a little bit. I You could see like I read somewhere that like when it comes to CG, your mind knows like your mind, whether you can tell or not, your mind can tell. That's why sometimes like you're looking at something you're like, it doesn't feel real. I don't know why, but it doesn't feel real. I think that was just our minds. I think they did a good job on it, but he looks fucking good for his age, man. Like, I'm surprised they even had to do that much CG. It seems like something they could have fixed in makeup uh, with the Billy Loomis reveal. And by the way, what did you guys think about that? Uh, the Billy Loomis reveal that, that they showed him and used him in flashbacks. Now, I think there's no doubt. We all talk about Stu, but nobody thought Billy was ever dead. I mean, nobody thought Billy was ever alive. But it it was cool to have fucking Skeet Skeet back on the streets of Woodsboro. And even if it's just in her mind... That was kind of cool. The only time I didn't like the Billy Loomis stuff is when he was in the mirror at the end. Because it seemed like that knife handle sticking out was pretty goddamn obvious. And then she looks in the mirror and he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, get that knife, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is the only scene I didn't like. I loved him in the back seat when he's like, now let's slit some fucking throats. I love that. I thought that was dope as shit. It reminded me of how angry he was at the end of the movie. So that stuff, all in all, I think the Billy thing was a win. I think that was cool as fuck. I did not like the mirror scene, though. That was a little too much. We're in the moment a little too much to go and throw something like that out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let me see here. Michael K., thank you for the super chat, sir. Appreciate that. He says, not only did we lose Dewey, we lost his theme song in the movie. What is a Scream movie without the Dewey theme song at least once? Michael, did you not? Oh, I think you're talking about future movies. Because I was going to say, one of the highlights of the film for me, I'm not a huge fan service guy. Like, I'm really not. You know, like, I think it's just, Back in the day when it was a surprise and not everybody did it, I used to love it. But now with Marvel and everybody doing it so much, like the fan service stuff doesn't always, you know, get me going. Halloween Kills, I thought, did it way too much. As much as, you know, I do love that movie. But I think that the, uh, the, the, I got so fucking pumped, man, when he's walking up. Cause I listened to the soundtrack before I saw the movie and I didn't hear it. It's apparently in there under a different name. But I thought that was somebody else's score originally from Broken Arrow used in Scream 2. I thought I didn't see it on the list, and I thought there's no way they'll use that because it'll be too much rights to go through and all that. But, dude, when he decides to help and he walks up the street, oh, my God, when that song played, I was in my fucking seat, and I saw it the first time by myself, and I was just like, yeah, just silence me to myself. Like, fuck yeah. That 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 got me semi-weirdly like, emotional, too, just hearing the, 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 the Broken Arrow theme song for Dewey. That was awesome. But, yeah, we, that will be missed, no doubt about it, in the future movies. And Dewey will, too. That's my thing. If you kill Gale off, Gail kind of comes back and she does the same thing every time. I love Gail, but you know, who, if you watch that movie and you look back on it, who could you imagine making more of a dent in the franchise, being more of a, a, a pertinent character in Scream 6, 7, 8, however many they do, Dewey or Gail? Like, I feel like Dewey would be more important. Like, I, and I feel like David Arquette would come back for that. Now, I don't know. Are we getting Sydney back? Are we getting Nev Campbell back? I don't know. Here's here's the problem I have with Nev coming back and Gail. Uh, and I don't know if they will or if they're planning on it. I, I, I can't tell. But the problem I have with it is Nev says in this movie, Sydney says, the reason I'm staying is because I have kids. And she was like, you know, I cannot, I'm not, I can't sleep at night knowing that my kids aren't safe until this fucker's in the ground. So now you're in this situation where unless Sydney dies of in a car accident off screen or whatever, whenever Ghostface shows back up, how do you reconcile with the fact like Sydney's not going to show up? 
Because it's the same situation. She still has kids. You know the killer's eventually going to go after her. You know what I mean? Unless, like, Scream takes place in, like, two nights and maybe it doesn't hit the news. I don't know. But it seems like you kind of shoehorned yourself there. Like, don't you have to bring Sydney back now after she said that? Although I think that's a great reason for her to come back and want the killer dead. Because if you're Sydney Prescott and you have children, would you not be thinking the same thing? No, I got to get out ahead of this because he's going to show up and he's going to kill my fucking kids. You know what I mean? And, and who knows if she is going to be in the next movie and she's more of a star. Maybe they try to do that. By the way, one more thing. Did you all notice that she said, they said, how's Mark of the kids? Mark, by the way, is fucking McDreamy, McSteamy or whatever. I think that's the guy's name from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, fuck, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But he was the guy at the end of Scream. He was the cop in Scream 3. And at the end, he shows up with a sling in the popcorn. He's like, Sid, we're going to watch some movies. That's, that's, that's touching. Like, that's nice to know that she found happiness and she got married to Mark who seems like a lovely guy, not a very good cop, fucking awful cop. Ghostface beat his ass all over the fucking place. Uh, terrible cop. He should be embarrassed of himself uh, for his cop-like duties. But, you know, it's cool that she found that happiness. I thought that was a nice little touch on it for sure. For fucking sure. Hardy McNugget, or just Hardy Nugget 96 I love your name, dude. He says, hey, Mike, I liked it, but there's no way Amber killed Dewey's Ghostface was way taller than her hashtag Stu lives here we go you guys ready are you fucking ready for this this is my big theory you might shit on it you might love it i don't know all right two things my biggest qualm with the movie i didn't notice it the first time i watched it because i wasn't thinking about who was the killer who was where whatnot but after I thought about it, and after I already recorded the spoiler stream, when I realized that Amber had to be the one who killed Dewey in the hospital, I was pissed because I hate that. Like Richie, maybe, you know, but Richie was in that scene. So you're like, fuck, that had to be Amber. This little girl, you know, Dewey knows his way around. He knows he knows how to fight and shit like that. That was a brutal fight. There's just no way she could have done that, you know? Now, he was stabbed really quickly when he walks up. She does catch him. It's probably hard to fight with a knife in your stomach, but this is Scream. We've seen people do it, like, constantly. So that's not really an excuse for me that Amber could kill Dewey. I have a theory. I'm not sure about it. But remember what I said about Stu in Scream 3, okay? Uh, the original script for Scream 3, Kevin Williamson had Stu running this whole thing behind bars. And that turned out to be the plot of the TV show. I think the following was the name of it, maybe, with Kevin Bacon. But my theory is this, and there's there's another reason behind this as well. My theory is Ghostface looked really tall to me, and I'll have to go back and watch it a third time, but Ghostface looked really tall to me in that hospital corridor when they get in that fight. What if it's in, in, in Scream 6, at the end of the movie, all right, Stu comes back. And I know some people hate that off the, off the, off the get-go, but what if Stu is the killer in Scream 6? He's the surprise reveal. And he reveals himself as the killer, and he's actually been running this whole thing. And that we are doing the first idea for Scream 3. Now, he got Amber and Richie together. He wanted them to go ahead and start this whole thing. And once he reveals himself as the killer, he also reveals that, but there was one kill I couldn't stay, keep away from. There was one kill I couldn't stop from, myself from doing. I had to do Dewey myself. I had to kill Dewey myself. So in Scream 6, they tell us that, by the way, that was Stu. That wasn't Amber. That wasn't Richie. Stu's been running this whole thing, but he wanted Dewey to himself. And it was Stu in the Ghostface outfit who killed Dewey in the hospital. What do you guys think about that? Tell me I'm fucking crazy. 
I don't know, but to me that would make sense. And again, looking back on it, we we all know that it makes no sense. Amber fucking killed him. You know what I mean? So maybe that that that's not a that was a plot hole on purpose because they have future screams in mind. Just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, I can't wait to see what you guys say about that. Uh, Louis says, "Does Jay hate the Scream franchise? He's never here. Jay doesn't like the sequels. He's not as into it. Uh, he said that you know before." Um, but he'll be here later tonight for sure. Uh, Ernie's World Productions, thank you very much. Says, did you see the Stu Easter egg in the stab video? Also, I love the movie until the reveal after sleeping on it. I think it should have been Mindy. I like what you're saying there. And here's something I want to show you guys that lends itself also to what I'm saying. Uh, let me share my screen with you guys. And let me know which one it is. This one here. Okay, now this is kind of small. Okay, but this was the thing. This was the reveal in the movie when they showed Dead Meat on the YouTube thing. A lot of people know about this already. The thing that's circled here to the right, it's a picture of Kirby, and it says, interview with Woodsboro survivor Kirby Reed. So number one, and that's bloody disgusting, by the way. That's cool. They made it in there. But number one, Kirby is alive. And I think that we will see her in future movies. No doubt about it, for sure. Number two, everybody's freaking out the Kirby thing. When I saw this and I looked down at the bottom, this is what I got fucking jacked to the tits about, okay? You look to the bottom, it says episode 118. Did the real life Stu Mocker survive? And it's a true crime video. So they actually put a little Stu Easter egg in there too. And it says, did the real life Stu Mocker survive? I mean, that adds to it a little bit. No, does it not? And to add to the Kirby stuff, that Kirby's, I think, definitely going to be back. This is on the Scream Reddit. These people are awesome. This person's uh, majority uh, posted on there that someone posted that Mindy and uh, Kirby would be best friends. And apparently one of the directors liked that post himself. I think we're no doubt getting Kirby back. I think that's... That's a for sure thing. Kirby's coming back to the franchise. No doubt about it. Uh, thanks, Ernie's World. Appreciate that for sure. Um, but I want to look at what some of you guys say about my idea here. <laughs> um, uh, let me see. I I'm behind you guys a little bit. Thank you guys, by the way, for showing up tonight. This is going to be fun as shit. I can't wait to talk about all this stuff with you. And again, Jay will be here with us later. Booster Sheet says, uh, they pulled a leather face. Do you think, cuz? Ending. I don't think it was that fucking bad, Booster Sheet. That was one of the worst horror endings of all time. Looking at Leatherface, do you think, cuz? <laughs> uh, the Jaeger bomb says, with the Billy reflection at the end, it feels like they are setting up a Mr. Brooks situation with Sam in the sequels. That's another fucking fascinating goddamn thing. When we go into Scream 6, one of the best things that Scream 2022 did, no matter how you feel about it, maybe the ending wasn't enough for you, and I get that. But you gotta think, has any Scream sequel before left open the table for this many fucking options for future sequels have you ever watched the end of a scream sequel and seen so many opportunities for for more sequels for another trilogy first off you have the sisters jenna ortega stole the fucking show dude she's an actress i mean those scenes where she's crying and yelling at her sister she was so fucking good you know what i mean and i liked marissa uh, melissa barrera as as sam a lot of, some people didn't. I saw some people saying she seemed wooden to them or whatever, but this was a lot. There was a lot of other stuff going on. If she's supposed to carry on the torch of Sydney, she's going to have plenty of time to do that. But think about this. If she's got, and by the way, big shout out to her in that one scene where she decides to, to, to fucking kill Richie. And she like, you might not have thought she was wooden in her acting or whatever, but as an action scene, when she pops on top of him and full on fucking Sigourney Weaver, badassing that shit, and just fucking stabbing the shit out of him. She was she was badass in that scene, you know? So she's got some chops as far as that stuff goes. She looked fucking awesome there. 
uh, what do they do with the tie to her? To to does does her uh, hereditary? Does her you know genes win out? Does she end up being a surprise killer? Then that seems a little bit too obvious. But if if they decide that Jenna Ortega was so good in this, like they told us, they told us Sam was going to be the new Nev Campbell, the new Sydney. But if Jenna Ortega was so good in this, maybe the maybe the ending of Scream Six is it turns out to be her, and she tries to kill her own sister. And then we find out at the end of that movie, surprise, boom, Jenna Ortega is actually the new Sydney. That's something they could do too. Even though I like M Melissa Rivera, I think she could do some good things. That's one place they could go for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Gabam, I get exactly what you're fucking saying. Pop culture with Pat, sup, dude? Says, sup, Mike? Saw this film twice this weekend, really enjoyed it the first time, but actually ended up loving it the second time and was happy Kirby is alive. Yeah, I saw it twice too, man. And, and, and it, it's one of those movies, by the way, that, the second I got done watching it, despite some of my qualms with it, I was like, man, I can't wait to see this again. And again, now I'm sitting here. I've seen it twice now. I took the family to it. And now I'm like, fuck, I want to see it again. It's got that rewatch factor in so many movies, dude. Like, so even the best, some of the best movies today that come out, they don't have a rewatch factor to them. When you rewatch Scream, you get to rewatch it knowing who the killers are, picking apart this and that. And regardless if it was disappointing the first time for you, I think it's got that rewatch quality. I think people will end up liking it a lot more. Uh, I think all the screams have pretty good rewatchability to them, to be honest with you. Patrick Dempsey, by the way, was the guy. Thank you um, for that. Mark Hunt, so close to Mike Hunt, says, Randy's death ties for first. Have a great week. Randy's death ties for first. You mean as, oh, ties for first. As like, like I'm imagining that you mean like heartbreaking kills in the Scream franchise. No doubt for me, it's fucking Dewey with a bullet. Randy, I didn't lie. I was disappointed that he died. But again, that's something to be thankful for right there, right? Dewey at least got a really great death scene. Stu, I mean, or uh, Randy had a cool moment where he's like bitching about, you know, Stu and, and, and Billy being a little mama's boy and all that. He had that good moment on the phone, but he gets killed off fucking screen. You know what I mean? I thought Dewey at least got a better send off in that aspect. Anthony Bazzuto. Thank you, buddy. Says, so is Kirby still alive according to the YouTube page they were watching? Maybe a future return for her. Yeah, we talked about that. Absolutely, Kirby's alive. I think you'll see her for sure. Uh, Alexis says, oh my God, love that. Talking about my, my Stu theory that Stu was actually the one in the hospital killing him. Appreciate that. D-Land says, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Um, <laughs> Angel says, scream got me so wet. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Booster Seat says, I miss Jay also. Okay. I miss Jay too. Jay will be here at the end of the stream, my friend. Fear not. Do not worry. Uh, Chuck Carter, thank you, buddy. Says, how would you feel if Rob Zombie's Halloween was Leatherface instead? Also, there's no way that little girl in screen could overpower those grown shape men, grown in shape men. Look, the screen, the screen franchise has a little problem with that. I mean, if you go back to Scream Four, uh, I, you know Charlie isn't much fucking bigger than Emma Roberts than Jill. So, like, the fact that either of them did those kills in Scream 4 is also hard to fucking believe. You know what I mean? And then you go back to Scream 3, Roman makes the most sense uh, because he, even though he looks unsuspecting, he looks kind of dorky, who knows what kind of talents that guy has. Scream 2, you had Mickey doing some of the kills, uh, so that makes sense. And, and you know, Billy's mom, she's fucking nuts, so she could have done some shit too herself. But, yeah, th there's two movies that have problems with that. Scream 5, Amber, and I think the reason they went so over the top with Amber at the end, I know she got on some people's nerves and she literally did the same thing she did in once upon a time in Hollywood when she runs out, you know, with the flamethrower and got hit hippie crisped. Um, 
I think the reason they showed her going so fucking nutso and attacking people in the kitchen and like like a little fucking wombat all over everybody is to try to like make it more believable. Like, yeah, yeah, she's small, but she's fucking feisty, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it, you know, it, it's hard to believe. But again, I, I, just, I point you back to Scream 4. Jill. Jill was just, she's tiny as shit. Charlie, not much bigger. It's hard to believe they did that either in that movie. Um, but as far as Rob Zombie's uh, movie being Leatherface, we've always said, Jay and I both, that, that and, and a lot of people feel this way, Rob Zombie was built for a uh, 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Absolutely. And, you know, I like the original Rob Zombie film. Didn't like the family stuff. Don't like it. You take away all Myers' mystique and you just make him, yeah, he grew up in a fucking trailer park, man. Yeah, that's why he does it. You know, I don't like that. But, um, yeah, totally agree, man. Totally fucking agree. JP says no fucking way. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I know some people aren't going to like that idea about Stu. Uh, uh, Robert Long says a good point. They didn't show the flamethrower in the movie. They did, but it was on screen really quick. It was in one of the stab movies that Dead Meat was making fun of. I was disappointed not to see fucking Chrome Face Ghostface. How badass would that have been for sure? Um, that would have been fucking amazing. Uh, I'm trying to catch up with you folks in this chat. Thank you guys. Over 400 people here. That's fucking rad. That is so fucking awesome. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Lit Marshall wants to let me know in all caps. Stu is not coming back. We'll see. We'll fucking see. Arnie's World Productions. Thanks, thanks, sir. Uh, says uh, size doesn't matter. It's a stunt man, Wes Craven. You know, I just I get what you're saying there, man. But it's just it's hard for me. I I I. I I know that that was a stuntman under there, but if we're talking about believability, we have to imagine Amber under that fucking ghost face thing doing that. And I just can't, you know, I just can't. Uh, Foxy tries this. I fucking love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to make it a poll. Let me go back and see a uh, poll. Let me go back and see what you guys said about the first poll. I asked in the first poll of the night, I said, would you rather have had Gail died than Dewey? 67% agree with me that Gail should have died instead of Dewey fucking love you all totally agree with that a million times out of a million but now i'm gonna ask another poll question uh, let's see here uh how, how should i word this briefly um you believe that could have been two in the hospital scene and it's revealed and scream six okay hopefully most of you guys that do this listen to what i said uh and because just reading that doesn't doesn't give it all the all the nuance that i had to it but i'm gonna ask you if you guys listen to what i said my prediction not my prediction but my theory that could have been Stu in the hospital comment on that faux show uh stephanie kyle says wouldn't happen but i would like it better well i would like you better stephanie and I'm joking. I love Stephanie. We we have we have a running joke that we hate each other's guts, but we really love each other. And that's what's special about our relationship. 420 viewers in here. If you smoke, fucking smoke them. Smoke them if you got them. Um, but I agree. And someone said, yeah, what about Kyle Gallner then? That is another Stu tie-in to this whole thing. Kyle Gallner was Stu's nephew, Vince, the character that died with the quick boop to the neck real quick. I was a little disappointed he didn't last a little bit longer because I like that character. He was an asshole but he was entertaining. You know, I think that he, his whole plot point was to make us think that the jock, uh, who I ended up liking a lot in the movie as well, uh, 
fuck what's his I, uh, the names are i know mindy and then mark it's not mark fuck what's his name uh you guys know what i'm talking about they had the bruises on his arm they had him getting a fight with vince before they were trying to use him as a red herring to make us think that he was the killer and that's what kyle gallner's basic basic purpose there was but then you find out that he's related to Stu. so i think that they could pull that back in you know Stu's mom could come into fray to, into the fray at some point because yeah he killed both that's another fucking thing or was it sister sister nephew yeah so it was his sister either way it was a family fucking member so now these woodsboro teens and and sydney prescott specifically being involved in it have killed two of Stu's family members now Stu and vince so that could be a revenge plot that comes into play somewhere um but yeah uh, lambent entertainment says i really hate the Stu theory he should not be alive if they ever bring Stu back to life i'll officially forever be disappointed in the franchise the movies are usually grounded in realism uh what's more realistic though my friend that amber could have killed dewey in that scene or that somehow Stu was alive i here's what i here's I, here's what i'll say about the people who believe Stu could never come back and he's absolutely dead the TV doesn't bother me. The stabbing doesn't bother me. People survive. Look at all this. Jen Ortega got stabbed like 67 fucking times in this goddamn movie. You know, still alive. Uh, I think that these people could have fucking survived it. Stu could have survived it. My only problem, and they're going to have to write the fuck out of this to make this make sense with the Stu theory is, if Stu is alive, why the fuck hasn't in a single scene in the entire franchise, Scream 2, 3, 4, and 5, why the fuck has it not been brought up that Stu's in jail, Stu survived? Someone would have mentioned it at some point. So that's going to have to somehow be some weird Woodsboro secret. Someone was going to have to help him fake his death. You can write that in somehow, but I'll give you that. I don't really know how they're going to do that. That is the biggest speed bump to overcome when it comes to Stu possibly being alive still. But I'm holding on hope. I really am. Matt Fashenda. Thank you so much, man, for the sweet super chat. That's awesome of you. It says, my biggest problem with the film will always be the choice to kill off Dewey. Yeah, dude, fire it into a thousand fucking suns and shit on it. I hate that idea. It doesn't mean it made the movie bad in my eyes, but it changed it from a 9.5 out of 10 to an 8.5 out of 10. For that reason, since it felt like a poor decision. You know, I tried my best not to take the, my score away because they killed Dewey. And maybe subconsciously I did. I think the movie for me, it was an 8.5 out of 10. And again, just real quick, I think that it was a super solid fucking sequel and one of the best sequels. And I think still walked away, even me feeling a tiny bit disappointed in the reveal that they didn't try to do more with it. But I understand why they didn't. Uh, you got to get this fucking win. And they are at the box office, by the way. If you guys heard the box office numbers, we are absolutely getting a fucking Scream 6. Maybe a whole new trilogy. But based on what this movie fucking did, Scream is coming back, you know? That's fucking amazing. Um, but I agree with you, man. I hate it. I hate it. It's, 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 I try not to take away from the, the score for myself because it's like a personal decision for me. Like I try to like, be like, I'm going to view it as a movie and not that they did this, that I didn't like, or this, that I didn't like. Uh, I try to do that, but I'm, I'm just a human fucking being. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, but I will, I'll be honest with you guys. Like when I think about the movie, my excitement just gets, peed on a little bit sometimes because i'm like god fucking dewey's dead and this was dewey's maybe best role in the whole fucking thing right he was so fucking cool man like i'm not saying it's cool that he was an alcoholic and that he was sad but like that that arc could have been cooler like you know what i mean like that arc 
could have could have finished off better. Like he could have overcame that. Now he did in a sense because he saved the girl and and whatever, and he had his his closure with Gail finally. But yeah, dude, it just hurts, Matt. It fucking hurts, dude, and I hate it. I hate it too, and I know my heart burns there too. Arnie's World Production says also Vince Vaughn played Stu in Stab. I think. I don't fucking remember that. I don't remember that. But I will say, Ernie, is that tiny little disappointing thing that I was sort of disappointed with. Nick's down with the stew thing. Thanks, Nick. Um, Joe thinks it makes sense, too. I'm surprised that this is getting such positive reaction. I thought I was going to get double scoop shit on. But I didn't like the stab recreations in this one. You know, in the other movies, when they did the stab recreations and they're watching them, I thought, remember the scene with uh, um, Luke Wilson, you know, uh, when he was playing Billy and all that? I enjoyed the the stab recreations, which some of them were filmed, I think, by Robert Rodriguez for the movie uh, in the other movies more than this. This, they did the rules scene and Mindy's sitting there on the couch and she's watching the Randy scene uh, where he's doing the rules. And they just got some, I don't know who that guy was. It's not that he did a bad job or anything. But to me, the stab recreation scenes in this, they were not up to par with previous stab scene iterations. That's a, that's a super, super tiny nitpick, but... That's one thing I did forget to mention in my in my original thing. We'll try to catch up with you guys here so we can kind of throw some ideas off of each other as well. Carrie Crownless, thank you, my friend, says, I have never cried so hard in a movie theater than after Dewey died. Tara, in my opinion, outshined Sam, but she gained my respect after killing Richie. Um, yeah, <laughs> you said it right. Like, Tara was amazing in the movie, and, and, and she really had the emotional moments. But when Sam went fucking... When Sam went ham, <laughs> when Sam went ham on fucking Richie, she was a badass in that scene. And if you guys only saw it, watch, pay attention to that when you watch it back, back again. I think sometimes you get so involved with, oh my God, is this the twist? What the hell's going on? Sometimes you forget to notice really cool shit. And when Sam goes fucking nuts on Richie, that was a cool ass scene. She was a badass there. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that Dewey thing hurts, man. It hurts so much. I cried almost twice. I, I cried uh, once when Dewey and Gail had their conversation. Um, together on the street that was sad and then uh, i i maybe shed a tear and a half uh when dewey died it was most the first time it wasn't it was just it was just fanboy fucking rage in my heart i was like god damn it fuck the second time i was like i know it's coming and i can't take it uh andrew morris thank you so much man it says i got a theory that sue's sister will play a role in six to take revenge for her son dying she bust him out of the loony bin to start killing um she so, so, oh, you think she busts Stu out of the loony bin. We find out he's there and they start killing together. That's an idea too. Maybe that's the second killer a little bit. I get what you're saying, man. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. All right. I'm almost caught up with you folks in the chat. I'm trying to try my best. To... Brandon Taylor. Thanks so much, man. Says, I definitely think Stu is alive. Whoever killed Dewey lifted him off the ground. I don't think Amber could have done that. And that's what I'm saying. I hope it. Like, I hope that comes true. I really do. I really hope that we find out that that was Stu in that fucking scene. Uh, I really fucking do, man. That would be so fucking rad. But yeah, it makes way more sense. And, and retrospectively, even if you don't want Stu to be alive, if Stu is the killer in that ho in, in that hospital and he's been running the entire thing, and, and it makes sense because he's like, I'm going to let you kids kill these other kids, you know? And, and Stu's in his mind, he'd be like, I know, I, I knew that fucking that Gail and Sydney would come back and I needed to get them back. And I knew that they would kill these kids and they would survive this or whatever, but we got to kill one of them. And if we're going to kill one of them, 
none of you fucking kids are killing any of the original cast members except for me. So that's the one kill I want. And here's another big question for you, Brandon, and everybody else. Thank you, by the way, Brandon. Someone brought this up, okay, uh, to me. This was not my original idea, but it did get me thinking. Another hint that Stu could have been behind all this. Think about the opening kill, all right? Jenna Ortega's on the phone. She's on the phone. She's talking to Ghostface. She thinks she's talking to Amber, her friend Amber. And then he's like, this is not Amber, blah, blah, blah. But then Ghostface is filming Amber in her window, brushing her hair, right? And originally I thought, oh, this could be pre-recorded video, and it still could be. But you got to think also, while Ghostface is filming Amber and it's going straight to Jenna Ortega's phone, Ghostface holds up the knife. You can see clearly outside the window. And that they were on a live call. Right. And so I mean, I'm sure there's a way to pre-record that video or something, but they were on a live call. It looked like, and Ghostface is there at that scene. Richie was still on the other side of fucking town where that, where he was with Sam at the bowling alley the next morning, he finds out about it with her. Now it's possible he could have made the trip overnight. Sure. And he was there, but what if they tie that back in too? you know, you got, so again, I want to say Amber's in the window, brushing your hair. Richie is way over where him and uh, uh, and Sam live. So who was filming Amber holding the knife, the ghost face knife, while he's talking to her? What if we find out that was fucking Stu? And even if you don't believe it was Stu, what if we find out that that was another killer? And that's the reveal in six. What do you guys think about that? That trips me up. And again, not my idea. Somebody commented it and I was just like, whoa, fuck. Um, but yeah, just something, something to put in your pipe and fucking smoke guys. Something Jordan talks film. Thanks buddy. Says it was realistic. Dewey was whooping Amber's ass and she caught him off guard. Stu is my favorite killer, but he's dead, bro. Jordan, the writer of the movie said he lived. He said he lived. That's all I'm saying, you know? Uh, but I, I don't think it was realistic, man. Like I know she caught him off guard. But how many times do you see somebody in a, in a screen movie get stabbed and still fight their way away from Ghostface? Again, Jenna Ortega survived Ghostface stabbing her fucking twice. Dewey's been stabbed the whole fucking shit done. It's just hard for me when I watch that scene to imagine Amber could have held her own in that situation. I get what you're saying. I just don't, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I love you, though. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. High voltage. <laughs> Thank you. Says fun fact. I counted and this film has the same kill count as scream 1996. There were six deaths in both, both movies. I didn't fucking know that dude. That's awesome. That's why I was so excited to do the stream tonight is because you guys catch more shit than I do. We're all just people watching movies. I'm not one of these people out there. It's like, I know fucking everything, you know, I get fuck. I still have my fucking ideas from you people, not steal, but you know what I mean? Like you guys are so smart. And that's a big shout out by the way, to the Reddit community in the stream. Cause they are fucking on shit. They're on. That's why whenever I show these Reddit things, I try to, you know, make sure to point out the person who said it because Scream fans fucking care, man. You guys really do. The Jaeger bomb. Thank you so much. This proof Stu is still alive. He is at the party in the background of Scream 2. Uh, I think that could have been. That could have been just for fun. Uh, I don't know if they ever meant for that to actually be Stu, but Jaeger bomb, that would be funny as fuck if they actually made that work. And they're like, yeah, that was actually Stu in the background of Scream 2 um courtney reed thanks buddy he says randy explaining the rules showed halloween 2018 yeah and again courtney noticed something i didn't fucking notice he said that when in that movie when randy's talking about the rules apparently halloween 2018 is is on one of those bookshelves somewhere which is fucking nuts and i love it 
Uh, Dakota Buckner, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. He says, what's up, Mike? I love Scream 5. Another Easter egg that I saw was the guy who played Vince was in the 2010 version of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Kyle Gallner. He was also in, uh, and he was good in that movie, too. He was in, I believe he was in the, the Megan Fox, Drink My Boyfriend's Blood, Megan Fox fucking, Megan's Body. Me- Dead Megan's Body. What the fuck was that? I think it was Megan's Body, right? I don't know. It was a pretty good movie, actually. Adrian Brody was in that as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah. They were both in that movie. Uh, and I like Kyle Gowner. I think he's a good good actor. Carrie Crownless, thank you, says they purposely had Dewey in a bad place so his death wouldn't hurt as much, but it still hurt. I cried so hard, just bought a Dewey t-shirt in honor. I would buy a Dewey t-shirt right fucking now. Again, man, he was so cool in this movie. And you know what my biggest qualms with Scream 4 is he was finally the sheriff of the whole fucking town and they didn't let him do shit. He was running around talking about fucking lemon squares and shit. Like, he finally had a chance. He was in charge, you know... In Scream 4, they could have had him do more. Uh, but in this one, it seemed like the perfect time to really let Dewey's character come full fucking circle. You know? And like, and, and imagine this. Like, what if Gail's dead? Oh, my God. That's fucking it, you guys. That that should have been it. Gail dies. Uh, Dewey avenges her. And he finally gets, he not only avenges her, but he, he avenges Ghostface killing his sister, stabbing him nine times, leaving him with a limp, all that shit. Ghost, Dewey's the one who saves the day at the end of the movie and kills him. And Dewey survives. And you know what Dewey says at the end of the movie? He says, Gail always tried to force me to, to, to leave Woodsboro. I could have had a happy life with her. Uh, and he could have looked at Sydney and been like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm never, ever coming back to this town. In Gail's honor, I'm going to do what she always wanted me to do. And I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Woodsboro and I'm going to leave all this behind. I finally got that son of a bitch. Doesn't matter to me who's underneath the, the mask. Anybody that does that is disrespecting my sister's memory and my wife's memory, but I got him and I'm done. And he, and he walks away into the sunset, you know, uh, that goes against what I said earlier about Dewey would have been awesome in the, in the future sequels. But if he didn't want to come back, that would have been a better way to end his arc to me than just having him die. And especially if it's fucking Amber. Now, if it's Stu, that adds a little bit more fucking oomph to it. You know what I mean? That gives his death a little bit even more meaning. And I like that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Chris Pears, thank you so much. Appreciate that. A killer in the next one will survive. And I think it'll be a third killer that is independent of the other two. Here's something Scream's never done before, Chris. You're absolutely fucking right. One of the things I said that I'd like to see in this movie is what if the killer gets away? What if that's the twist? Like, let's subvert expectations. And at the end of the movie, you get the end of the original Halloween where he's gone. We we didn't catch him. We always catch him. What the fuck? He kills people off and he gets away with it. You know what I mean? What if he even reveals himself? And then gets away with it. Or what if they kill one of the two ghost face and then the other one gets away. And then you start to have real. One of the lines I didn't like in the movie was when they said, you know what the problem is with ghost face is that Halloween has Michael Myers and, and Friday the 13th has Jason Voorhees. And they, they keep coming back. But our franchise doesn't have that. And then she's like, but the daughter of Billy Loomis doing this, that's perfect. And I'm like, that actually doesn't make sense because she's still not supernatural. She's still not coming back. You know what I mean? It, that would have made more sense if the killer did get away. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I think that that, and I had that spoiled for me. Like some people were saying, oh my God, you won't believe who the killer is. And I'm like, that's a fucking spoiler. They never told us they were going to tell us who the fucking killer is. God damn it. And also you're building it up even more when you tell people you're never going to believe. And then like 99.9% of the people who saw it were like, I fucking called that shit in like 10 minutes, you know? Um, but anyways, uh, I wish that they would just release the movies at the same time for fucking all of us. And sometimes we get early screeners, but you know what? 
if you came to me and you said, hey, Mike, you and Jay are never getting another early screener again. But you know what? Neither is anybody fucking else. Everyone in the fucking world is going to see that movie Thursday at 7 p.m. for the earliest possible showing, and that's fucking it. And then we can go into movies and not have an idea of the movie in our head already, and we can make up our own fucking assumptions without having a bunch of critics tell us what to think about a movie. How beautiful would that be? Why don't we fucking do that? Really, why don't we fucking do that? Gary, thank you so much, says people survive bu two bullets. People survive bullets to the brain, so Stu could survive, and the girl in Scream 4 uh, survive a shock to the head, and they could have been uh, could have the second killer be a cop. Gary, that's another interesting thing that we're going to talk about tonight. Kevin Williamson recently came out and said that his original idea for another Scream movie, his original idea for Scream 5, and I think he said even 6, would have been to have Jill surviving Scream 4. And she's in college somehow, and Sydney is a, is a professor there, and it wouldn't really focus on Sydney, but it was, it was focused a lot on Gail. And I'm like, I fucking hate all this, Kevin. I love you. I hate all this. That's terrible. Jill surviving. I don't know how that even works. That's that's dumber than Stu to me. Not because of how she died, just because she fucking told everybody she was the goddamn killer. And she's at the same campus as fucking Sydney. That would make no sense to me. But, you know, that's why I'm not a fucking movie writer. You know what I'm saying? Brand said Mickey survived. I mean, you're right. People do survive gunshots to the head, but I think that's going to be hard hard for people to. That's even harder to believe than a, than a little old tube TV on the face. What you guys are going to end up having me do is I'm going to lay down here and I'm going to have Jay drop a tube TV on my face just to be like, see, I told you I survived this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I think he could. I don't know. Jordan Talks Film, thank you so much. Says, oh, yeah, there was a cameo with Stu on YouTube, huh? Uh. Yeah, not a cameo, but just at the bottom of the screen, you know, it said, it said, did Stu Mocker, the real Stu Mocker survive? Uh, and fuck, maybe that's, maybe that's fucking it. Maybe that's how you explain that no one's mentioned Stu in the other movies is because it was some crackpot fucking theory that uh, the fucking body went missing and nobody believed it or some shit like that. But it was just a rumor. But like, how do we know Stu's mom didn't work at the fucking morgue or like something? I don't know. Didn't work for the paramedics. I don't know. But it seems like they could do that somehow, some way. Uh, maybe I just want it too badly. Maybe I just want it too fucking badly. Tammy says, do you think Jill will come back? I fucking hope not. I really do. My One of my least favorite killers. I love the scene where Jill like goes all fucking fight club and throwing herself around the room. I just, I hate her motive. And I know some people love it, but I hate her motive. The whole, and, and I was say, you know that in, in the Brady Bunch, when she's like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. There's literally a scene in Scream 4 where Jill's like, all people care about is you, Sydney. You're the most popular one in the family. It's all Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. And I'm like, ah, this is the worst motive to me. I get that people like the whole like lazy teen thing, but it just doesn't do it for me. Just on personal opinion. Jordan talks film said Amber seemed like a female stew to me. Thoughts? Jordan, you're fucking right. I was torn. I was so torn because when I was watching the movie, I was thinking originally, I was like, Richie is so fucking stew. Like, there's just a, a stew quality to Richie. It was the best joke of the fucking movie, by the way. Not when she shoots him in the leg when he's hiding in the closet and he pops out and he's and, and Ghostface shows up. And then Richie goes, Oh my God, it's Ghostface. Like, that was the best joke of the fucking movie to me. I laughed my ass off. And at that point, I was like, Yes, maybe Richie's not the fucking killer. Um, we saw how that went. But as much as Richie seemed like Stu to me, when Amber was going all fucking buku nut salad on everybody and running around like she was at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and she, that nasty glob of spit came out when she was yelling at someone, I thought the same thing. I was like, she's trying to... And it took me out of the thing a little bit, even though I think she's a good actress. It took me out a little bit. I was like, she's trying... She's really trying to be the Stu in this situation. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I did sense that. I, I, I sense the same thing, Jordan, for sure, man. Uh, Sean P. Thank you, sir. Says, but if Stu was alive, wouldn't they address that when the original characters reunited? I predict it's a random third killer revealed in the next movie. Uh, yeah, uh, it, you know what? And you're right, Sean. Maybe it's not Stu. Maybe I'm half right, half wrong. Maybe it was whoever was directing them. There is a third killer, and that's who was in the hospital, not Amber. Uh, and maybe it wasn't Stu at all, but somebody else tied to it. That makes sense as well. That's a really good point, dude. Uh, but, uh, and that's what I was saying earlier. The biggest plot hole of Stu still being alive is that no one's mentioned him in any of these fucking movies. Uh, that, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest writing problem you have to overcome. To me, it's not about him being dead. Uh, it's just, that's that's all about it. Or that's, oh my God. You know what I mean? Uh, ben Carter Music, thanks, sir. Says, do you think it was Stu in the hospital scene? That's what I was saying, dude. Yeah. I think it may have been Stu in the hospital scene. And we find out in six that he's been running the whole thing. And he wanted to kill Dewey himself. He's fine with the kids killing off everybody. He knew Gail Weathers and Sydney would win in the end of that scene. He just did it for publicity or whatever. And uh, that he was there. I think that, that that's, fuck, that could be it, man. Um, ben Wolf, thank you, sir, says, imagine in Scream 6 that Billy Loomis' daughter visits Stu in prison like Halloween 2018, set it up for Scream 7. There you fucking go. That could happen, too, if they can figure out a way to explain why he's been alive in prison and everybody fucking knew it, but nobody said anything about it. I think the only way to do it may be that he is just missing. Like, and there was a rumor. There was a, there. maybe there's a true crime show, like that one in the fucking bottom of the thumbnail. Maybe there's a true crime show that's covering it. And it's some podcaster. It's like, I think Stu Mocker's still alive, but nobody believes me. And he could do it that way, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, by the way, we got to talk about one thing, too. Someone mentioned Judy's death. That was a really good jump scare to me. That was awesome, I thought. And I loved Wes Hicks' character. I thought Dylan Minnette did a great job. I would have been okay with him surviving a little bit. I thought he was likable. Uh, I thought Mindy was really fucking likable. Liv was likable. I loved all the cast. I really did. But Judy Hicks' death was good. That was good. When she's leaving... And then coming back, when she runs to get out of the car, I think we're all thinking, is her son going to be dead when she gets beyond that door? So it was a really, to me, it was an underrated jump scare because you're like, oh my God, he's in the shower. Is she going to get to him? What's she going to find when she goes inside the house? Is she going to find Ghostface? Is her son going to be dead? What's going to happen on the other side of that door? So what do you do? The audience is focused on her getting from the car to the door. Ghostface is in the fucking bushes. She never even makes it to the door. That shit startled me. I threw some popcorn in there. I was like, damn, that's good. And some people gave me a little bit of shit, okay, because I compared Judy's death to Drew Barrymore's death in the original Scream, and they were like, how is that fucking tied in at all? And I think I, 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 I explained it poorly. What I meant when I compared those two is that the, the genius of Drew Barrymore's death in Scream is that her parents are right fucking there. And that's what makes it so mean. And who's not had a dream where you're like, you're trying to help somebody you're trying to ask for help and you just, nothing comes out of your mouth and she's been stabbed. So she goes to yell for her parents and she can't, and they're right there. And you're within an arm's reach of help. For me, Judy's death reminded me of that because she stabbed in the middle of a neighborhood in broad fucking daylight, you know, so many people around that could help her. And just, she still fucking dies anyway. And then he leaves her out there for a while. Like goes inside and neck fucks her son. That's what I meant by that. Um, <clears throat> Jordan talks film says if Stu survives, I think he'd be a vegetable. I mean, like again, how many times does general take a stab in this fucking movie alone? How many times have we thought Dewey was dead for sure? Now that's somebody who I think is actually dead now. I think they made that 
pretty goddamn clear. Someone didn't make a point, though. They were like, hey, when they fucking wheel that body out, they don't zoom in on the tag. It doesn't say Dewey on it. <laughs> but if Dewey, I think Dewey's more unbelievable than fucking anybody. Hey, we reached over the 500 mark, guys. Thank you, guys. Fucking showing up for this. This is fucking awesome, man. I'm having a great time. Uh, movie Chat More Part 2 says four is the worst in the franchise, five a close second. That's uh, your opinion, man. I For me, I flip-flop between four and three as being the worst in the franchise. Um, but uh, I, I liked five a lot more. But hey, man, hey, it's all fucking subjective, you know? Uh, it's all subjective. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Mark Ponce, thank you, sir, says Love Scream 5. Didn't like the killers. I was waiting for Stu to come and say surprise Sydney. Uh, also love Skeet Ulrich's appearance. Uh, yeah, totally agree with you, man. Totally agree with you. Uh, I, I don't think the killer, I don't think the actors who played the killers did a bad job. I just think that we all expected this scream to bring some fucking surprising action, you know, and they just, they made a solid fucking scream movie. But for some of us that our expectations were so high, we wanted something fucking wild and crazy. Um, Jesse dead eyes. Thank you very much. Says I just loved how Sam being Billy's daughter is a Sam Loomis Easter egg. Yeah. Cause if you work that in a certain aspect, it could be Sam Loomis, which is genius because Billy Loomis's name was named that as an ode to Sam Loomis anyway. So her name being Sam as just fucking dope, man. I love the kind of shit they did like that in this movie for sure. Jeffrey Snyder. Thank you, sir. Says imagine a conversation between Stu and Sam, but Billy is talking. Uh, okay, between Stu and Sam, but Billy is talking. I feel like Billy would bring shit up to piss Stu off. <laughs> yeah, like, so if, if if he was really in her fucking head, you know what I mean? But who's to say they don't do both of those fucking twists, right? If they do bring Stu back and Stu reaches out to Sam and Stu's able to get in Sam's head and be like, your dad and, you know, me and this and that, and then it's a double twist reveal. What if at the end of Scream 6, would you not shit your goddamn britches if we find out that Sam, who was supposed to be the new Sydney, everyone's a suspect. If we find out that Sam, who was supposed to be the new goddamn Sydney, right? Sam is one of the killers. Stu is the other killer. And they reveal themselves together, both focused on killing Jenna Ortega's character, Tara. Damn, double twist my nuts. That would be fucking crazy. It'd be fucking crazy. I'm just saying. You know, I know we're focused on Stu a lot and some people don't like that. I just think that the fucking gumdrops are there fuck does that even mean i don't know but sean p thank you so much man he says did they ever mention who's amber's parents were either it was fan service bringing Stu's house back or they're somehow related or biggest coincidence of all time two killers coming from the same house um amber's parents uh they didn't i don't think that they mentioned who is who, who amber's parents were but one thing that you got to notice that they do say is she was already obsessed with true crime she was already on reddit boards and shit like this and then she moves into the house and then finds out it was the house of stew so then she starts deep diving into the woodsboro lore and that's how she met richie i think that's kind of how they played that whole thing out but yeah and that's another thing too i think my wife mentioned this like it's like it's kind of weird how the, the the biggest plot hole to scream is that none of these fucking high school kids' parents are home. <laughs> Nobody's fucking parents are home. It's like it's a town without parents. You know what I mean? That's always a weird thing. Ben Card Music, thank you. Says I think the hospital scene was Stu because he seemed more angry and violent than Amber and Richie. Yeah, he did. And to me, he seemed taller and he seemed a little bit more sadistic. So I, I just to me, it plays out, man. It plays the fuck out. No doubt about it, dude. I think it plays out. I don't know if they'll do it, but it does. Jason Dyer, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. That was a sweet super chat. Says Mark gets a phone call as he watches Sydney playing with the kids. Mark being um fucking Grey's Anatomy, dude. 
McDreamy. Goddamn, I can't ever remember his name. So Mark gets a phone call as he watches Sydney playing with the kids, told that Stu is being released. Killings start back up, but is Stu the killer? Stu gets out because of a technicality. Because of a technicality, maybe Stu is a hero, or is he? It's interesting. The, again, Jason, it's a great idea. Uh, the only question I have is like, if Stu's in jail and everybody knows he's in jail again, why has he never been mentioned? I feel like if Stu's alive, it had to be something weird that happened. He had to get out of that somehow. Uh, or there's a they go to check the morgue and the fucking body's gone. I don't know how the fuck they would do it. I really don't. That's why I'm not a writer. Uh, but uh, but I see what you're saying there. And, and if Stu does come back into the fray, and, and what if they don't even do it as a killer reveal, right? What if what if Matthew Lillard's in the fucking IMDb credits? Matthew Lillard's in the trailer, and the trailer tells you he's like, I didn't do anything. I swear, you know what I mean? Something like that. That's another wild and crazy fucking wild thing they could do there, Jason. I like where your head's at, man. Like, what if you find out Matthew Lillard really was a good guy? I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's 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 crazy. Mark Kincaid, by the way, Ronald. And that's another thing they could do too. Uh does 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 he fucking come back? Does Mark's character come back? I don't know if Sydney comes back. You know, and let me put that as the last poll um, on here for you guys because I want to know what you guys think. Like, do you all think that that was the last we're going to see of Sydney? Uh, by the way, it looks like shocking fucking Lee. Uh, fucking toast to you folks, goddamn it! Not only were over 500 people in here, but you guys actually agree with me that Stu could have been the killer in the hospital. 65% of people think that could have been Stu. The 35% know. I'm going to send this to Radio Sounds and be like, make it fucking happen. Whether that was your plan or not, people can believe it. God damn it. And I want it. And you have it. So you fucking give it. It could happen, man. It could happen. Uh, so I think probably the last question I'll ask on here uh, is, do you all think... This is the last of Sydney and Gale for the franchise. And I want to talk about this again a bit. Um because I'm very confused with the ending. No, I didn't want to add an option. Go away. Stop. Okay. I'm very confused with the ending a little bit because it's like, okay, neither of them died. But again. Like I said before, don't you? Sydney has to come back now anytime there's a ghost face because she's always gonna have fucking kids, you know. Unless you center the movie around Sydney, which if you did that, why would you have ever brought in all these fresh, new, cool, good characters that you brought in? It's not gonna happen. They're gonna focus on them. I think the action's gonna take place in Woodsboro. It's not like the movie's gonna focus on Sydney alone. So I think that we might be done with them, but I think it's gonna be a plot hole. You know, it's going to be one of those things they do in, in Marvel where they're like, where were the Avengers in this entire 12 season episode on Netflix? And like, oh, they were dealing with New York. You know, you're going to have to like put in some line. Oh, Sydney was sprained her ankle. You know, I don't fucking know. I don't know how you explain them not coming back if this comes back to Woodsboro and happens again. For sure. Because they didn't they didn't leave it that way. Um, I don't know um mark ponce thank you sir says can you give my son jackson a good luck shout out for his next baseball basketball game for mark Wahlberg, please hey jackson you got a basketball game coming up oh my god i used to play basketball all the time you know i have two home gyms i do i have two home gyms i have one where i keep it really fucking hot outside because i keep it hot in there because i want to sweat and when i have to lose weight for a fucking roll you know what i mean like if i'm doing a box or something like that i gotta have 12 pack fucking apps i keep one really fucking cold in case i'm doing another you know you never know when you're gonna be on a fucking everest you're gonna be in the new everest movie climbing the fucking climbing the fucking mountain you know 
Jackson, I used to play basketball all the time. Me and the new kids on the block. We used to we used to go out to the out to the courts. We used to fucking fight people. We used to get in fucking fights like Fresh Prince of Goddamn Bel Air. We used to do that all the time. Say hi to your mother for me, Jackson. Say hi to your father, Mark. I hope you do good in your next basketball game. I used to play basketball myself. They used to get my name wrong all the time in the newspapers. <laughs> that went a little bit too in the newspapers. But uh, yeah, hey, good luck, fucking Jackson. You kill that shit. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you guys. You run on that fucking basketball court like a silverback goddamn gorilla, and you don't take any shit. You're going to outrun the fucking wind out there. Domingo Rivero, thank you so much. Says Kirby is a killer or the third one in this film. Kirby is someone that I never see Sid or Gale or Dewey being the killer, you know, but maybe Kirby could be a killer if you were going to flip that around. You know, maybe you don't tell people she's in the movie and then she shows up and she's like, I don't know what her motive would fucking be. Uh, I don't know what her motive would be. That's the hard thing, Domingo. Um, but I'd be satisfied if she came back as a really strong uh, character overall. Ben Carter Music says Matthew Lillard posted on Twitter. It's just the TV, right? You'd think he'd survive. That's what I'm saying. Even Matthew wants to fucking come back. Even Matthew wants to come back. Let's fucking do it, goddammit. Jason Dyer, thanks, buddy. He says, why did Mark not help Sydney? He most likely is still a detective. Sydney was like, hey, honey, I'm going to kill Ghostface. Dinner's in the oven. <laughs> Buddy for pizza on the fridge. But yeah, uh, I thought about that too. Jason, there's two things about that. One, Sydney didn't initially come back. She told Dewey, she's like, no offense, but I have no fucking intention of coming back. You know, I guess she got off the phone and then thought about, no, I need to protect my kids or whatever. But she, technically she came back because Dewey died. So she probably used that as an excuse. She's like, Mark, Dewey's dead. I got to go be with Gail. My friend's dead. I got to go. You know, she probably didn't tell him, hey, I'm going to go kill this. And thirdly, Mark did nothing but get in the way and almost get himself fucking killed the entire goddamn plot of Scream 3. At the end in that house, he was as useless as I would have been in that situation. He just runs into a room and gets clocked in the head. And then they go, oh, come on. After, after fucking Sydney and everybody kills the killer, like, oh, you're okay. Get up. You're fine. You know? He was no help in that fucking, that, that final thing at all. Uh, Gary, thank you so much. Says, I didn't mean to bring Jill back. LOL. I meant she survived a shock to the brain. So Stu could survive a shock to, oh, I get what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, my bad. And I said, people survive bullets to the brain because Stu could survive TV damage to the head. I totally agree. He could have started that fucking TV, Gary. I really do. Uh, Anthony Fitzgerald, thank you so much. Says, I think they should have Sydney and Gail skip the next movie and have a big return for seven as well as a returning Stu. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I like where your head's at. And here's another question now. Now that we know we're definitely probably fucking for sure getting a Scream 6 because the good box office numbers. And in the middle of goddamn Omnicron, the great box office numbers, um, now do they get a little bit more confidence and they do kind of what Halloween did where they go, let's make it a fucking trilogy, boys. Let's fucking do this thing, you know? Maybe we see that happen. Maybe they write several movies and then you've got a, a, a whole nother trilogy happening here. But... I don't know, but you know, I, I do wonder though, how many times, how many times can you bring Sydney back now? Uh, I would love to hear what Nev Campbell says about it. You know, has anybody asked her? Has anybody asked her or Gail? Like, so is this really the last time? I don't know if anybody has. It's just a weird thing that they wouldn't fucking ask that. Um, but you know, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis said it herself as, as, when Halloween did it. She's like, hey, I don't think they'll ever write another good story after this one that would bring her back. But yeah, I would always come back if the story was right. They say in the movie, they say, we can't have a bona fide Halloween movie without Jamie Lee, which I was like, I fucking disagree with you guys. God damn it. I liked Halloween six. But, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if they should bring him back. I think we have enough to move on with here. But again, it's just a plot hole that she wouldn't come back now that she's mentioned that she has to protect her kids. 
I don't know. Anthony Fitzgerald, thank you so much, dude. He says, I think they should have Sydney and Gail skipped. Oh, I just fucking read that, Anthony. My brain is melted. Thank you, dude. Um, uh, Angel brings up a good point. Uh, I, I thought of this too. Says, Mike, didn't Amber say Dewey was the last thing he saw before he died like a pussy? So I don't think Stu would have been in the hospital. I hope he returns. Uh, very easy, though, to get around that. Amber says that she killed Dewey. She tells Courtney that. Uh, she tells Gail that. But, you know, if 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 Stu was alive and he told her, hey, you guys do all this other shit, I want him. But obviously, you tell anybody, I'll fucking kill you. Um, I'll hit you with the phone, dick. You know, uh, he could have, obviously, she could have been lying. You know what I mean? She wanted, she face to face with with her. She wanted her to know that she did it. Um, so I think that I know exactly what you mean there, but that's how I get around that in my head. Joe Zariello, thank you, says, is cotton dead? If if Stu can survive a TV, you can survive a single stab, right? Oh man, that's a that's a good goddamn point. I'll bring fucking cotton back too. I don't give a shit. I'm bringing back you get a fucking new life, then you get a new life. I fucking love cotton weary, man. Why not? <laughs> hey, people should be surviving crazy shit and scream. I'm down with fucking cotton. Good point, Joe. Shit. I'd like that. Let's make it happen, Captain. And I'm finally caught up with you guys in the chat after that. You guys are fucking killing shit, man. Over 500 people in here talking a bunch of good goddamn scream stuff. This has been a fucking blasty blast. And stay tuned because we'll talk for a few more minutes and then uh, I'm going to get uh, Jay's ass in here. We'll get Jay in here. And then we have a Halloween fucking kills update for you guys. Halloween ends. That's what I meant to say in my tchotchkes uh alexis i don't think they should have killed cotton too i mean you have to i don't think like fucking dude how i love fucking mindy's character she was so fucking cool i'm glad she survived i'm glad the kids that survived survived but if when everyone's kind of cool like you gotta fucking kill somebody right and each one of these movies somebody's gotta die the biggest problem that you have with scream the biggest thing they have to overcome is they're gonna have to keep bringing in new and fresh talent and then be like oh when a character works that fucking works. Let's keep it going. Let's how you doing? Keep moving. Let's go. Um, and I think again with Jenna Ortega, she was so good uh, that she could end up surprisingly being the new goddamn Nev. Uh, Vanessa Moreno, I love you so much, Vanessa. You you quietly filming some bitch. And we had a meetup one time, and then I found out later that Vanessa filmed fucking everything. She was like goddamn Ghostface, just preparing for her next kill. <laughs> this is the fucking best love you Vanessa so I tried the TV to the face and now I'm a ghost thanks a lot Mike thanks a lot I feel like uh I should put up a jackass disclaimer please do not drop a tube TV on your face to prove Stu could have lived but if you live please send me the footage and let me know so that I can share it with people Gary Crowless thank you says Mike is Oprah now you get a new life you get a new life fuck it man scream be doing that shit all the time David Coe, thank you so much, man, says, I feel like that conversation between Gail and Dewey made it unbelievably obvious he was going to die. They could have had Gail give exposition to Sydney in the car on the way to Stu's old house. Yeah, but David, you got to think of it this way, man. That, that scene was one of the biggest emotional moments of the whole thing. Like, I, I think the movie definitely would have suffered if it didn't have that moment between Gail and Dewey. Every moment, every movie has a Gail and Dewey scene in it, right? Like, they all... They always let us know what's been going on with this exposition between the two characters. So that would have been something the movie was missing for sure. Um, <clears throat> but I do get what you're saying if it was going to give it away. But for me with Scream, like I feel like, 
you know, I go back to the original movie when Dewey's standing there and he's talking to the sheriff and Dewey's licking his fucking ice cream cone and the sheriff's smoking a cigarette. If you watch, it's hilarious because every time that the sheriff takes a cigarette drag, Dewey licks the ice cream cone. Um, but remember when that you see the boots come down in the bathroom stall and scream and then they pan up from the sheriff and he's wearing the same fucking boots. Like I think scream is as a franchise ingenuous and genius ingenious in the way that they use their red herrings. And I think that even when you see something you think is going to be obvious, you can't really bank on it because it's probably a red herring. And that's why I think they thought they could get away with making obvious killers, the killers in this one too. That's why I think they, they got away with making Richie and Amber. The, killer. the, the second Amber was like, uh, the second Amber was talking to Richie and he was like, oh, so wait, you're protecting her from her own sister and her boy and other guys or whatever. I was like, wow, that there's a motive for fucking Amber right there. And I was like, okay, well, that's too obvious. So I won't believe it. And then when it seemed obvious, Richie was going to be the killer. It was like, oh, well, that's too obvious. I don't believe it. The only time I thought for sure Richie was the killer was after Amber revealed herself. Cause then I started to go through the characters left and I was like, oh, it's gotta be Richie. You know, it's gotta be fucking Richie. Because if you look at who's been stabbed, who's fought Ghostface. One thing I will disagree with people about, though, a lot of people say that, no, I knew it was Richie. I knew it was Richie in the hospital because Ghostface slashed his arm and didn't actually kill him and just knocked him out of the way. Um, for me, if you go back to Scream 2, same fucking thing happened to Jerry O'Connell's character. Ghostface shows up, tries to kill Sydney. He tries to stop him. Ghostface slashes his arm, gets away. Dewey even mentions it. He's like, kind of convenient that you you walked away with a flesh wound, you know. So that to me was why I didn't think, oh, it's definitely Richie. The only way Tom Richie really gave it away is the way he looked at Ghostface when he was shot, you know. Uh, but to me, when I see those in retrospect, when they make the killer obvious, you're like, yeah, I knew who it was the whole time. But if the killer was the jock, you would have said, oh, it was obvious the whole time. He had the bruises and he killed uh, Vince. You know, almost anybody who was the killer that was in there, you would have said it was obvious the whole time because they, they dropped a little hint that it could be this person, that person, that person throughout the whole movie. They even did it to Dewey, which, by the way, that scene was fucking hilarious, wasn't it? When he was like, well, maybe you're the killer because that cut deep. <laughs> One of the best parts of the fucking movie, by the way. Um, but Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, David. You were saying Joshua Farouk. I hope I'm saying that right, man. Really appreciate that generous super chat. Thank you very much, my friend. He says, I think the killer in Scream 6 should be Sam and Tara's mom who targets Sydney for killing Billy, but instead of killing her, her plan is to frame Sid for the murders. I think Michelle Rodriguez would be perfect to play her. Um, that Michelle Rodriguez would be perfect to play their mom. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, uh, I'm over the moms, personally, Josh. Like, I'm over it because we got Billy's mom, you know, um, and <clears throat> I think that was enough. Uh, I think that was like, you did that once you didn't scream too. And I think if you go back to that, well, again, it's going to feel kind of strange. Uh, but I do get what you're saying. It's a good idea. Uh, and I do like the idea that Sam's the killer, but you have to do that in a fresh way because you can't just be like, ah, Billy Loomis finally got a hold of her in her head. And now she's the killer. I think you gotta have a different kind of motive over top of that. Um, for sure. But I think the way to do that, if you're going to make Sam the killer, is you you spend that entire Scream 6 movie making her real fucking Sydney. Like she's being tough, you know what I mean? Like she's fucking doing the full Sydney thing and you're really starting to believe she's Sydney. And that way you flip it and you make her the killer. Because if you keep whoever you decide to be Sydney, you better be sure you want that to be your Sydney. Because you're going to end up in the same situation where you don't want to kill off Sydney Prescott now. Because if you do, 
As I said, it makes every struggle she's been through in all five of these fucking movies pointless, right? Like we watched you survive Ghost Ghostface, and all we want is for you to be happy. If Ghostface kills Sydney like some people want, it makes the rest of the movies fucking depressing. So they have a decision to make in my mind. Jenna Ortega was great, and Melissa Barrera was great. Um, but you're gonna it would be I'm just saying it would be a great fucking twist. If at the end of that movie we found out Jenna Ortega is actually the new Sydney, uh, and and her sister Sam is the killer, but I'd be fine with either of them because I really like Melissa 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 Barrera too. Then if you think about it this way too, if Melissa Barrera is found out to be the killer, look at how she fucking tore Richie apart. She is scary. I do believe she could do some shit. I mean, they fucking action Jackson the shit out of her when she was stabbing the fuck out of him, and then that also gives you a new way to bring Lo- Billy Loomis back in the fray. Like if she really starts to give into those visions of her dad and he's like behind her, imagine a scene where she reveals herself. And I would like a really early reveal, like halfway through the movie. It feels like kind of like what they did in the original scream. Imagine a scene where Sam reveals herself as the killer really early and they're in a house again. And the entire final act, Billy's there behind her. Like the entire time, Billy Loomis is there. Skeet Ulrich is there behind her. Fucking do that. And he starts like, he starts like getting into it and shit like he was in the backseat of the car. That's a, that's a cool idea, Josh. I fucking like it, dude. Thank you for the super chat, man. Ben Carter Music, thank you again, my friend. Says the heightened physicality of Amber doesn't add up to Ghostface in the hospital scene. And they were attacked and they attacked and they, they, we, they attacked Dewey and Tara. That's my point. I think Ghostface looked pretty goddamn tall in that scene. And I'm gonna, I, I had this idea after I watched it the second time, so I have to go back a third time and watch it fresh. But to me, Ghostface looked really tall in that hospital scene. Looked like Stu, not fucking Amber. Jason Dyer, thank you, buddy. He says, I think if they put Jay in Scream 6, he would still hate the Scream franchise. I love Jay and the Stu. Uh, Jay and Stu, the killers in Scream 6. Mike, he would be the hero. No, I would die very fucking soon. Believe me. Um, but yeah, Jay and I will be killers in Scream movie if you guys want. I promise. Um, but no, I can't wait for Jay to see this. I, I don't think it'll change his opinion on the sequels. I really don't. Um, but I'm excited for him to see it for sure as well. Speaking of which, we are reaching that time where we're going to get Jay's ass in here and talk some Halloween kills in a second. David Coe says, Scream is still the only movie where two killers are obvious friends before to, uh, before to everyone, before they're revealed. Not the case in any other movie. There's a lot of stuff about Scream, David, that like only Scream does. Like only Scream fucking does it, you know, like, and it's beautiful. And that's why I think this franchise should never die. I think they should keep making them and keep trying to swing for the fences. Uh, soft kid. Thank you so much. I don't think you're soft unless you want to be in a good way. Like your skin's nice. He says, imagine in Scream 6, we have a ghost face with no motive and he just kills out of pure evil. Scarier than with no motive said it's the millennium motives are incidental. I fucking like it. I like it. Hey, fuck your fucking motives. You know, I dig it. Carrie Crownless, thank you, says, who is Wes's dad? So many loose ends in this movie. Are they loose ends or are they opportunities? Eh? 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 Maybe it was fucking Dewey, after all. <laughs> uh, Rosemary, thank you so much, says, I wish Vince had lived longer, but the way they used Red Right Hand in that scene gave me chills. I hope you're having a great day, Mike. I hope you're having a great day, too, Rosemary. Um, you have a fucking awesome name, and uh, that was a sweet comment. I, I do wish Vince would have lived longer, but I was very stoked to see Red Right Hand. You gotta have it. Can't fucking win without it. Red right hand's got to be in these movies. Mark Dorman, what's up, dude? Says, you were already a killer in a Scream movie. I saw that Redneck spinoff. Yeah, by the way, if you guys, by the way, have just come to the channel with the Scream content, we have multiple Scream skits that you should check out. One of my favorite skits we've ever done, Redneck Scream. Uh, 
macaroni and cheese. You guys got to try that out for sure. Uh, Jagerbomb says, don't spoil this movie for Jay. Uh, Jay will be here in just a few minutes. I'm going to message him right now. I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, I feel like we did. If we didn't, let me know now. Um, tell me right now in the chat, like, if there's something that you wanted to talk about that we did not cover tonight. In the meantime, I will message Jay. We will get his ass in here in a moment, and then we're going to talk some good Halloween stuff, and it's going to be a great time in the satchel region. That's the nuts. Uh, let me see here. I've got to invite him to the stream using technology. Fuck yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. And he's gonna be mad because as soon as he gets in here, I'll be like, I got a fucking piss, dude. <laughs> um, Joffrey Snyder says, Oh shit, I'm lost in the fucking I'm lost. Lawnmower man. Lawnmower man. John Cressup, thank you so much. Says, saw something earlier about Stu. What's the theory that he's alive, that he was in the hospital? John, I'll say it real quick for you. I think that Stu could have been running this whole thing. And if you look back at that hospital scene, Stu was the one dressed as Ghostface. Who killed Dewey? Because he let the kids run shit, but when it comes to the OG cast, he wanted to do it himself. And that we will find that out when he's revealed as the killer in Scream 6. I explained that way more better earlier on, so just go back. But uh, that's that's the idea, my friend. Thank you, by the way. Thank you so fucking much. Um, as soon as she gets in here, I'm going to go, piss. Uh, dude, Michael Joe, I was thinking about that myself. Like, I know I know, Ghostface has been in Dead, Dead by Daylight and all that shit like that, but... How fucking fun would a scream game be? And they could tie it into that like Among Us thing where you don't know which one of your friends is the killer. Like they should make that shit. That would be amazing. Rams are up 14 nothing. Fucking nice, D Mitch. I needed that. I've been on a fucking losing streak, dude. That's good to good to fucking know. Uh message Shay real quick. Uh, Lodge thinks Sam's going crazy. He's lame. You know, I think there's just a bunch of shit you could do. Lodge also says fuck Stu. Uh, Locke doesn't like any of our ideas, and that's okay. That's okay. I think these movies are hard to write. They're hard to do. And uh, I wouldn't want to be the one that had to come up with it because, man, shit. No matter what you do, you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, I think we got to go into the next movie thinking that too. Scream 6, it ain't going to be Scream. It ain't going to be. But uh, and it may just be another Scream sequel. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to hold out hope for at least one more movie that Stu's alive. And then I'll shut the fuck up about it. I swear to God, I will. Uh, Jordan Talks Film says, Killer should be someone from Sam's troubled past. You know, I get that, dude. But I'm over the... Um, this is another thing with this franchise. Like, one thing I didn't want for this movie and I don't want for future movies is I don't want the... To me, it's lazy to have a character you've never seen before show up and be like, oh, I was related to so-and-so and I hate you off this. Nah. You know, I, I didn't want fucking uh, uh, Randy's sister to be the killer. A lot of people thought she was going to be the killer. I was like, that's too goddamn obvious. And if someone just comes out of screen and they're not been a person that you care about, um, it was the biggest problem I had with Billy Loomis's mom, the reveal. Like, I know she was in the movie a little bit, but to me, I was like, I just didn't stick it, you know? But I don't want someone just showing up and be like, by the way, I was Stu's uncle. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know, I want it to be someone in the movies for me personally when I see that. But I get what you're saying. Ethan, thank you, buddy. He says, what are your thoughts on Ghostface having a change of costume in a future movie? Like leave the mask, but a different outfit? No says I, Ethan. 
I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate the shit out of it. I hate it though. Like never, ever, 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 ever. You don't fuck with the costume. You know what I mean? You imagine like, I just couldn't imagine him looking right in anything else either. Like that robe, that sparkly fucking robe is so goddamn iconic. They tried to fuck with the mask and you saw all that turned out with the series. I don't think you could ever, ever fuck with any fucking part of that entire goddamn thing. Um, for sure. Daniel Jolka says, do you think Kirby's alive? I think it's a fucking for sure thing. I think it's been confirmed that she is absolutely fucking alive. Woo. Um, Tyler Werner's got a great point too. What do you call scream six? I don't think you can call it scream six, right? Because that doesn't make any sense. Cause we just called this one scream. You can't call it scream two. Cause that's going to get fucking confusing. So we are now at the point we are in legacy titles, you know, uh, Halloween kills, Halloween ends scream. Well, let, let me know in the, in the things below. What do you guys think is a good name for the new scream movie? Like I've heard scream forever around a lot. Uh, it's, you know, tied into the plot somehow, but I don't fucking know. I do not know. Stephanie says, live her alone. Live her alone. Someone said no more girl killers. I don't have a problem with it being a girl killer. I just have a problem with, I need the physical aspects to make fucking sense. If Ronda Rousey's in there doing shit, like, okay, I fucking get it. You know, but like, and I had the same problem with Charlie. Scream 4. That dude ain't killing fucking nobody. Shut up. The messiest thing that dude's ever been through is his fucking purse. You know, Charlie's not a fucking killer. I don't believe that shit for a second. At all. At all. Scream lasts. Someone said stop screaming. I thought you were talking to me. I was like, am I yelling? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, scream kills. <laughs> you imagine if they named this shit Scream Kills? Hey, it would be meta as fuck if they did, right? By the way, Jay's on his way. He's going to be here in just a couple minutes. Scream resurrected. Screams. Scream the return of Stu. Scream more. Call it screams like alien to aliens. Six scream. Scream, scream. <laughs> I like that opal. Scream, scream. You guys going to go see that news? Scream, scream. Jordan Talks Film says, scream these nuts. James Williams says, still screaming. Scream ends. Screams. Scream for me. Silent scream. Five cream. Vinny, Vinny fucking, five cream should have been the name of this movie, dude. That would have been fucking perfect. I love it. Uh, Kevin said, dead meat James will be the next killer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? He's like, I'm so sick of these shitty movies. I went to make my own. Not that far off from what uh, Richie did. It sounds like someone's getting killed in my house right now. Um, uh, Vanessa says, what about the third killer? That's what we're saying. Could have been Stu. Could have been somebody else. Who the fuck knows? But I know who's here right now. And his name is Cassandra. Hey, guys, this is Mark Wahlberg. And I just wanted to take a second to talk to you about we watched a movie. They got a really good Patreon going on over there. They'll do videos for you based on any of their characters. They'll do commentaries for you. They'll do movie reviews for you. They got behind the scenes videos. You got 20% off of all their merch. They'll even make you your own video store card like Blockbuster back in the day. They got commentaries just sitting there waiting to be fucked by your movie ears. I'll put the link below. We gotta outrun the wind. Hello! It was me! <laughs> I'm Captain Smee. <laughs> hello my good man hello child hey you're gonna fucking hate me for this dude well hang on one sec got one more super chat uh, actually caught up perfect timing too uh to in the stream conversation k walton said love the fuck you west throws at the killer before the knife goes do you want me to read this i, I feel like i don't want to spool anything for i've you. already read about it on reddit 
Okay. It says, Wes, those are the killer before the knife goes in. Uh, so close to his taser, he left at the front door, LOL, cold. I did like that because it seemed like he was going to get away from it for a second. He was like, fuck you. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you're getting dingle buried in your fucking neck hole. It was the worst. Sure. God, I can't believe that happened to him. <laughs> Deerhead <laughs> said that there should be a cold open where Ghostface is killed and instead the rest of the movie is trying to figure out who his accomplice was. <laughs> That's a twisty twist. I can go with that shit for sure. Uh, all right, dude. Hey, I had to do this to you. I have to be so fucking bad right now. Then I'm yeah. just going to leave you alone for a minute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pee pee in the toilet and I'll be right back. All right, then. Show us your dick. Okay. It's going to be so small. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Hope y'all doing good. So <clears throat> this is fucking crazy. So before I came on, I was reading about, did you guys know about this thing called sleepy chicken? or NyQuil chicken. It's a new trend on TikTok. Holy fuck. It's literally these people are taking chicken, they're boiling it, and they're putting NyQuil in that bitch because they think it provides some sort of like health benefit. Holy shit, you're eating Smurf dick and you think you're going to be healthy for it. It literally, it's like there's like a, a blue outline of the chicken. Oh my God. It's crazy as shit. Uh, I'm Chris Hollywood. I have not seen Scream yet. No, I'm not seen it. <laughs> I'm planning on it, but I haven't got around to it. I think it comes out on Paramount Plus in like 45 days after after the uh, theatrical release. I'm not sure. Hello, hello, hello. I know. I want to say, ew, what the fuck? That's what I said. But it's crazy. I think they were showing pictures and stuff. Oh, and by the way, you know, I was also going through. Did you guys hear about the um? possibility like okay so there's you know dr strange into the mouth into the mouth of madness into the multiverse of madness there's all this uh rumors and crazy talk about these cool cameos that may happen but uh i think the biggest one that just dropped at least the rumor has been out on, on google uh grace randolph i think said it uh is that she didn't say this but everybody's speculating it's john krasinski is going to show up in dr strange uh uh, like as Mr. Fantastic. And that's like, holy fuck. Like that's some good shit. I like that stuff. That would be amazing. But I, so yeah, so because the other, I think the other cameos, like I think that they've said Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, obviously Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart, but I, those I, it's possible. I mean, I know that Hugh Jackman said that he was done forever with Wolverine, but I don't know. But if you got Krasinski to show up, as the new Mr. Fantastic, and then he was able to run with that when they reboot the Fantastic Four. I would love the shit out of that. Because, you know, also, I know that Emily Blunt shot down the whole Invisible Woman thing. She said she wasn't going to do it, but who knows? I'm Chris Hollywood says, Charlize Theron uh, as the, Sue. I, I'd be okay with that. Van Thompson said they bring him back. I feel like it's Daredevil, too. That I would shit my pants for sure. I would love to see that. Not like for good. Like, I mean, just as him popping up or something, that would be pretty funny. But yeah, and then I, I think Toby Maguire was mentioned that he would have a, another cameo in the Doctor Strange. I don't know. It's going to be badass, though. I think they said, as far as cameos go, that Doctor Strange 2 uh, is going to have more cameos than uh, Endgame did. So that's pretty badass. Uh, and then 523 says, did you hear Marvel tried to get Ben Affleck back as Daredevil and Doctor Strange? No, I didn't hear that. But I, like I said, I wouldn't mind that happening as long as he was only in it for a minute or two, because I know that he doesn't really want to be a part of that anymore, but it would be cool to see it. Yeah. And then I did hear uh, someone mentioned, who was it? Uh, 
uh, Jack Mills Wolverine, Joe McGuire. Shit, there was another one that was a big one too. <clears throat> Fuck, I can't remember. But there, it, like, it's about. No, I know it was the original Fantastic Four movies that came out in like 2005 and 2007. The guy that played Mr. Fantastic in that was uh, supposedly going to show up. Oh, and the other one, the other one was, uh, and I think this was shot down pretty quickly. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does happen, holy shit, is uh, Tom Cruise showing up as an alternate version of Iron Man? Because I mean, there was a lot of, I think they tried to get him a long time ago, Tom Cruise, before they got Robert Evans Jr., Dr. Doom rumor. Yeah, I think that's another question. Who do you guys think is going to be the big baddie like over in the overall? Like, I heard Celestials, uh, you know, and then Dr. Doom was one. I know Kang the Conqueror was shown pretty heavily throughout Loki. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, uh, guys. <laughs> I'll get on it, I swear. I'm glad you guys liked it. It seems like it's getting a lot of heavy praise, though. The Punisher, Tom. Yeah, I like that one too. Mm -hmm. Mephisto, uh, Mephisto. Yeah, I heard that too. Mephisto. Yeah, he'd be a good one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mephisto would be all right. Wanda would be good. Well, if they do Wanda, if they have the Wanda as the actual main villain and the overall, the overarching villain of the entire phase, she could wind up doing a House of M type of storyline, which would be a badass. Howard the Duck would scare the shit out of people. <laughs> Call him Howard. Dot dot. Spider Man kills. That's a fucking nice one. Uh, what about Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac's Vanessa? I have not. I is that is that who's playing Moon Knight? I think that. Didn't they just release a trailer for Moon Knight too? I gotta watch that shit. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy stuff. What else was going on? There was some other stuff that was happening that I was reading about. I'm like an old man. I was like, what's the headline stay today? No, there was not. I, yeah, the only thing I was really like that was pulling my attention was the the uh, NyQuil chicken shit and then the Doctor Strange thing. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's such a weird thing. I popped in here. that Mike's got some news that we're going to talk about. It's not like... Um, it's not about Marvel or anything, but I just figured, because I didn't watch Scream, so I just figured I'd come in and say hi. Excited for Megalomaniac says he thinks that Mike is taking a shit instead of pissing. He's probably poop coming out of his urethra. Uh, Chicks Rules 2-5 says excited for Jackass Forever. Yeah, I am. I'm excited to see it. Do the guys one more time uh, go at I also heard that Bam, uh, Bam is going to be in it. Like, I guess they shot some stuff with Bam Margera before they kicked him out of it. Starfleet says Galactus. Yeah, Galactus would be awesome. Well, if, if you, they bring in the Fantastic Four, they've got to bring in Galactus, I, me assume. So, Halloween men say, Halloween, uh, uh, Halloween men, 78 say, I love the Ant Man helmet you have. Thank you, man. It's good shit. I like that. That's, uh, I think it's from the Marvel Legends. We had a, a subscriber of ours that touched that up, did a good job. <clears throat> Hi, Danny. Hey. We was How talking you doing, about Chuck? we was talking about the uh, Doctor Strange too and all the possible cameos that might be hitting it up. Do you hear that they they uh, contacted Ben Affleck? Yeah, someone in the chat mentioned. I said I wouldn't mind seeing him if he just popped up as like a random, like he didn't really do anything. He just was there, but I don't want him to actually take over Daredevil. I mean, I think they have it all right with Charlie Cox. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, and plus Ben Affleck's Batman to me forever now. Like he's just Batman. 
The other thing is, the big news is that Grace Randolph said, I don't know if she got a screener. I guess she did, but she said that she watched it, or I think she might have watched it, and she said there's a big cameo that's like a fan's dream come true that no one's talking about yet, and I guess the internet does the internet, and they looked into it, and they think it's going to be John Krasinski showing up as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, dude, I, I, I saw that that was trending, and I'm like, the only reason I don't think that that would be it is because Emily Blunt was like, remember, because she would be the She said she, no. Yeah, she was like, stop fucking asking me about it. Yeah. So, but I mean, if it was just him. Well, someone dude, said in the chat, though, they said Krasinski being uh, Mr. Fantastic and then Charlize Theron maybe pulling up as uh, Susan Storm, Invisible Woman. I could see that. She could be, she'd be good. Well, but I heard, I heard it was going to be the guy that played the, or the original Mr. Fantastic in 2005 and 2007 showing up. That one guy that I can't say his first name, that Lyon. I, yeah. I can't, but that guy, because on the other ones, like the other rumors that were going around was like, you know, which I think he'll be in it, but Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool will be in it. Um, but I don't think the Hugh Jackman story is going to happen because I mean, he already said he was done with the role. Yeah, like, that would be weird because they finished his character off so well. It, well, then, yeah, then now people are saying Ian McKellen would come back as Magneto and, and Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, and then they would feature some of the other X Men. I was like, the thing about it is, though, they want to reboot the series. Yeah, and you're gonna have so much to do, anyways. Like, if you have to bring the X Men into Marvel, you have so much casting and so much shit and so much story to cover. Like, are you really gonna be able to do that and start bringing old X Men back? I think I they're think not so. gonna bring them back. I think they're still gonna recast their own X Men. I just think that they meant like they were just gonna throw them in as a cameo, like a nod, like wink, wink, yeah. nod. Yeah. But the other thing was, dude, craziest shit. Imagine this. They also said that Tom Cruise as Iron Man, because originally in a, in a galaxy far, far away, he was supposed to be Iron Man. And if it was an <laughs> alternate version of Tony Stark and it was a Tom Cruise, it's like, holy shit, Lex, Lex Grossman is fucking self. <laughs> I would love that. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I do hate though? Like about all that shit, about all the scooping and the Marvel stuff. Like, it's like, if these people are right, like, aren't they spoiling it? Like for people, like, isn't that a fucking spoiler? If you come in like, Hey guys, guess what? I just got a scoop. And I found out that fucking Ben Affleck or whoever's gonna come back. It's like, damn, I want to yeah. see it in the fucking movie. You yeah, know? well, I mean that that kind of that kind of pretty much happened with No Way Home. Yeah, exactly. But they kept it as secret as they could. I mean, they even had like Andrew Garfield lying his ass off to everybody, and so was Tobey Maguire. He's like, "You'll get your cameo when you fix this damn door." <laughs> and then someone fixed his damn door. Gary says, "Call it scream, keep screaming, or set it in snow and call it ice cream." <laughs> That'd be fucking, fucking ice cream is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you can have a uh, Ron Howard's little brother that was in the ice cream man be the killer. <laughs> you remember that movie? Ice cream yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember the cover. I never actually yeah, watched it. That, that movie sucked ass. But yeah, I remember the movie. TYIE says, What if thank you by the way? It says, What if we got a live action aliens versus Terminator versus Predator? Who would be the new Terminator and who would uh be up to do Ripley? Uh, you know who would do Ripley for me and who I think should be in the Scream franchise in the future is fucking Samara Weaving, man. Like she's such a badass. Yeah, Samara Weaving would probably be my choice too. She was really good in that alligator movie. <laughs> I can't remember the name, but the alligator movie. <laughs> that, that wasn't her. <laughs> she was in oh. ready or not. The alligator. Oh, okay, I like that girl in the alligator movie. She was good. Uh crawl. Crawl, yeah. Crawl. Whatever, crotch. The name's Kroll, sir. <laughs> she was fucking badass, too. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, I got the burpums. But the new Terminator, I don't know. You you know, you, you just got to go with a big body. Like, they'd probably go with, like, a The Rock or something or Jason Momoa. RJB36 says, what if they bring back Chris Evans as Human Torch? What about Chris Evans as a Terminator? Fuck that. Uh, he's big. You know? I don't know. I, like, I don't know if I want to fucking fight yeah, you or like fuck you. Either. I don't like, it either. <laughs> like he's too good I don't looking. Like it either. 
for me deadpool in one of those movies would be the biggest cameo of all like that would be fucking amazing dude yeah dude if chris evans was the terminator dude like you would know he was coming because you'd smell that abercrombie and fitch cologne fierce when he came around the door, you'd be like, oh, it smells like hot boys. <laughs> Dylan said, cast Joe Rogan as a dwarf predator. <laughs> hey, I got your ivermectin. That'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah, I need a superpower to be smoking hash all day long. And he gets pumped up for the kill. I fucking love it. Did you dude. hear that shit about Logan Paul? That he bought three and a half million dollars. No, was it the, what's the other? What's the other bitch boy's name? Jake Paul? Uh, yeah, the boxer, whatever yeah. they want to be. Did you hear that they said that uh, TMZ is saying it's complete bullshit, but a lot of the other news sites are picking it up and running with it, that he, they're in the early talks verbal agreement with Mike Tyson for $36 million to fight. <laughs> and then Mike Dude. Tyson, the TMZ oh. said it's not true. And then the other, another thing said, Mike Tyson said that was the first he'd heard about it, but it was an ex. It's supposed to be in like, they're deep in uh, $36 million talks, verbal agreement, to fight an exhibition match this year dude uh, the worst thing in the fucking history of boxing for me would be if one of the paul brothers fucking beat mike tyson in a boxing ring i don't care how old he is it's a just, it's an exit it, well dude first off it'd be an exhibition fight i mean no different than right. when he fought roy jones jr it, it, but there, just, it wouldn't be real i know but just cancel boxing forever if that fucking happens dude just cancel it fucking forever i gotta replace my battery it's about to die all right yeah i don't think mike tyson would do it anyhow i mean he might He's kind of weird now. He like chews mushroom like they're gum. Like, have you seen him? Like, literally, there's interviews with Mike Tyson, and he'll pop in like mushrooms and like chew them like they're di like dentine ice, like constantly. So he might be down for anything, but I just think that he would get in there and just look at Jake Paul's fucking stupid face and like want to eat his lip off. Like he just wouldn't like take that. He's got a reputation of whole. He's like, I'm not gonna let that motherfucker touch me. If there was oh. one fucking dude. If there's one person on planet Earth that I would not want to ever do mushrooms with, his name is Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, talk about a bad trip, dude. dude He's like, are you looking at me? There's an interview with these guys that were doing one with him, and he, like, almost, like, made the guy take him. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's when you get nervous. Because, like, there was, like, three other guys, and they were doing a podcast, and Mike Tyson was sitting on the couch with this one dude. And you could tell that he was nervous. And he's basically, he's either trying to force, like, mushrooms down his mouth because he's like, He's like, no, man, I don't want it. He's like, no, you're going to love it. Trust me. Come here. Have some. And he was like, no. And he was like, come. And he's grabbing him by his throat. He's like, fucking take it. Like, or it could have been like weed. And he was trying to get him to smoke it, whatever it was laced with. And he's like, don't worry. He goes, this isn't a joke. This is going to make you see things. It's going to make you see things. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. That's scary. You shit to you. Like, dude, so it's, like, it's like fucking sitting in a room with a trained tiger. But you don't know when something might just set it the fuck off. Like, you have no idea. Like, and when Mike Tyson laughs, you wait and you laugh after he laughs. <laughs> yeah, dude, Mike saw, Tyson's he every scared Joe Rogan, school, like, dude. Why are you laughing at me? Dude, he did. That's there, There's a clip of it and said Joe Rogan gets scared. Because <laughs> you could tell Joe Rogan was kind of weirded out because he, Mike Tyson was talking about something. And I don't know what it was. It was something weird. But Joe Rogan started laughing. And then Mike Tyson was like, why are you laughing for? It's not funny. And then Joe's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why in the comments like you wait for Mike Tyson to laugh first, then you laugh. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, yeah, no, Mike Tyson scares the shit out of me, dude. Yeah, He's dude. so goddamn intimidating. I want no part of that, and I also don't want him to fight one of the Paul brothers because if he loses, I'll fucking cry. Yeah, dude. Like, like I, if even we had him on here interview and we were doing a like a remote interview with him, I'd be scared. No, <laughs> please don't punch me through. You the don't TV like to like turn off your station. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Because you know, if he even raised his voice one little octave, dude, my nuts would get squishy and my pants would be like dirty. <laughs> it was a scare me.
Oh, dude. So, okay. As we promised you guys, um, uh, some surprise Halloween Inst news has come up that we got to talk about real quick. Um, oh, look, my knee's in the shot. You like that? You like that leg do you action? Really wanna, do you really want to taste it? <laughs> Dude, how fucking, by the way, how fucking amazing is Peacemaker? That shit I is like so it. good. It's really good. I, I Because you know what? I love this. This is when men used to be men when they weren't afraid to be women. <laughs> Remember when he picks up that Cinderella album? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that show, if you guys have not watched Peacemaker on HBO Max, you got to watch it. The intro alone is fucking worth the subscription to HBO Max. It's the, maybe the best intro that's ever fucking it's happened so in television, dude. Yeah, and the, and the and the and the lettering and the colors of the letters, it looks awesome. That's what someone yeah. said in the comments. They're like, just when you thought you'd seen it all from James Gunn, he quietly sneaks into the DC universe and saves it and then disappears into the night. <laughs> and that's what someone else is saying. He goes, If you want to know how weird the show is, because James somebody was like, I want to know how weird it was, because James Gunn is writing and directing it. He goes, I watched the intro, it's like, okay, now I know what I'm in for. Like if you watch the intro of yeah. that, you're like, all right, this is what we're into this now. I get it. That show's so fucking good, man. It really is. But okay. So I'm gonna share my screen with you guys here. A uh, couple, couple little tiny Halloween kills, Halloween ends things, dude. It's gonna be so hard for me to switch over to saying hit ends instead of kills. Jesus Christ, we've been saying it for fucking two goddamn years now. Um, but okay, so you see this, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is that looks and- like a happy man. He looks like a nice guy. He really he does. He looks like I just tried the new uh, Tough Acted Tenactin, and it cured all my ills. <laughs> he looks like one of those Lunesta commercial guys. He's like, he's like, do you struggle from opioid constipation? I know I do. <laughs> he also looks like a, he looks like a bank commercial. Like he just got a loan, and he was successful. <laughs> or, or he looks like, are you gelling like a felon? <laughs> <laughs> he does, dude. And it's funny. This dude's name is up here at Taylor Echo Joseph because he's the one that, that that tipped us off to it. Shout out to you, dude. But uh, this guy named Michael O'Leary, who's an actor, I think he does some Law and Order stuff. I, I could be mistaken about the show, but anyways, he tweeted, "Halloween ends. I'm thrilled to announce that I'll be playing the role of Doctor Mathis in John Carpenter's iconic thriller starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Hashtag Halloween Kills. Um, mm. You know, and he does know that David Gordon Green directed it because he mentioned that in a different tweet, but." He said he's gonna play Dr. Mathis. Dr. Mathis is the guy who uh in the uh in the movie, you remember when the nurse and the, the doctor, the couple were talking and, and he she's like, You need to go in there tomorrow and punch him in the fucking and he's like, I'm gonna punch him in the face or whatever it was. Yeah. Remember that scene? Yeah, kind of uh, yeah. That's him that they're talking about. Mm. Now, in the book, which we have a whole video that's gonna come out w- about the book, but in the book, they go into that a little bit further. So what happened was that guy in that scene worked for Dr. Mathis and he invited them to like a Christmas party or whatever. Yeah. And they showed up and in the book, it was a fucking swingers party. And they go to wow. Dr. Mathis's house and he opens the door and he invited him and his wife to a swingers party to fuck a bunch of people. Getting funky. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's apparently what that conversation was about. Well, so, with a name like O'Leary, you know that guy's crazy as shit. He probably brought his own Irish whiskey and fucked the shit out of all the women's. <laughs> That's why he's so happy. He's just got done nutting like in like all day, and he's like, "My name is O'Leary. I'm gonna go have some Guinness and have some more sex." Robert McKay said he looks like Gordon Ramsay, and then uh, Demas R said Gordon Ramsay, but also Kathy Bates. I can see, <laughs> I can both. see both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fucking great, great call, you guys. But so that's something. So we have some casting news for Halloween ends. But on the flip side of that, if you guys have been wondering when is Halloween ends going to shoot, what's going on with that with Omicron and all that stuff going on, James Jude Courtney said recently in a in a cameo that he was like, I think he said something to the effect of, oh, uh, I start shooting in a couple weeks, like on the 27th or something, some January date that he's going to yeah. start shooting. 
Um, but oh, where's this going? What's V going possible to... vagina? Maybe, maybe <laughs> V possible. Uh, <laughs> but we did get so so robert mathis confirmed that basically somebody asked him in there they were like hey when do you guys start shooting and he's like 127 so mm-hmm. halloween ends pretty much officially is going to start somewhere in the last week of january but jason blum did a questionnaire on uh twitter where he was talking about the movie uh oh before i get to that by the way one more thing this robert mathis guy the guy who's going to play mathis dr mathis he also said that the movie, the working title of the movie is not actually Cave Dweller, like some people said. But yeah. he said, and he confirmed someone asked. Dweller of the Cave. Dave, tw- Dave Cave. Fucking shit. Dave Brawl. Someone said uh, Cave Dweller or Cave Dwellers. And he mm. said, he confirmed it's Cave Dwellers, which kind of flips that on its head a little bit, right? Like, you think Cave Dweller, you think they're talking about Michael. But if they say Cave Dwellers... There's more people dwelling in that fucking cave than just Michael. If you say cave dwellers, I just think of a bunch of big fat nerds playing MMOs in their basements. <laughs> <laughs> cave dwellers. I mean, I'm not saying that we wouldn't be. I mean, hey, I love the nerd culture, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, that's what I think of. He's like, oh, you're a fucking cave dweller. You've never touched a tit in your life. It's like, yeah, so. <laughs> you yeah, so. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, so I, I saw a... Uh, uh, I saw this Instagram account account said they made a joke. They were like, uh, when your family asks you why you can't just drink without completely blacking out. And he put up the clip from uh, Dumb and Dumber. He was like, yeah. So what are you, Mr. Perfect? (laughs) I don't think he's going to get that message, Joe. I mean, he's got worms in his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I got worms. Uh, But here's another one. And and this dude's a follower of the channel. Nice guy, Ray Malibur. He asked with the surge in... uh, with the surge is Halloween uh, ends going to start filming and be released on schedule. And what Jason Blum said was so far, so far. Yeah. Uh, we are like the only ones shooting. My views on Omicron are extreme. If I shared them, my PR team would most likely burn my house down with me in it. Oh, that's not well. Yeah. Keep those thoughts to yourself, Mr. Blum. You don't want to oh, have yeah. any bad negativity surrounding this release. And by the way, James Hugh Cordy is going to be fine. He wear he essentially has a, you know, a face covering. <laughs> he's good he's, he's good i mean he's fucking fine like if anybody else if anybody's safe it's that guy which like, yeah right and, there. and i don't want to get into what jason bum's views are. i don't care on, what they are as long as the movie right. gets fucking made i don't give a yeah. shit yeah yeah that's the thing but but he says so far but it's interesting that he says they're like the only one shooting which is scary to me because it's like okay if you're the only one shooting and your views are extreme on the situation if one little thing happens like if one person catches it which so many people are right now and shit gets shut down the way i'm going to put this is i think that there's a very good possibility that that halloween ends gets delayed I think we're in that we're in that stratosphere. I would, I, I, I would imagine it's definitely. I mean, I look. I'm going to be optimistic as anybody can be, but I don't think. I think that it's. Look, Halloween Kills was delayed. What I think will happen though is if it does get delayed and it, and if things get bad and it takes a turn for the worse, I think they're not going to delay it to a point where they're going to be like, well, we need it in theaters, so we're just going to keep delaying it until the theaters if the theaters get you know magically back to where they need to be i think that it's going to be your home release and a simultaneous release right away like they should have done with halloween kills yeah like back yeah. back a long time ago they couldn't they didn't need to really delay it they could have done what they did with peacock they yeah. could have jumped it, on that cock real early and it was ready yeah. yeah that's true and i do wonder actually with the way things are somebody else asks them in this thing they say hey uh um are movie theaters done for? And he's like, no, I don't think movie theaters are done for. He's like, but they'll never be the same. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, he, he also says, so like, I think we're in a situation now where if you look at, uh, if you look at 
there's several things to look at. Look at Scream. Scream is in the middle of the Omicron. It's the only movie that released, and it's fucking killing it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, do we just release it anyways? Uh, you can if you don't film it. Well, I think they're, but, looking, well, they're looking at that like, they're also looking at something like Spider-Man No Way Home. But the thing about Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's a big, big blockbuster post-COVID. And But here's the thing. I don't think that's the rule. I think that's the exception to the rule because not everyone's going to feel comfortable going out of their house unless look that movie, no way home was hyped up like a motherfucker. And I mean, it's, and it did pay off. I mean, no, no doubt. It was a great movie and it had all the cameos that everybody wanted. And it was a great story, but that's not going to be the bar for every single movie that comes out. Like, like, like the next big movie is going to be Dr. Strange. Like that's going to be the next big one. But you know, at the same time, it might, you know, if things don't get better or if things get worse or whatever, it might scare people back into their homes and they're not going to come out unless it's a big giant tent pole movie. Like if they're, if they're going to base everything, I was like, what, what's Spider-Man crossing like near a fucking billion dollars, like post COVID or some shit. Like, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I know it's way up there, but again, that was a huge movie, a massive movie. Yeah. Yeah. So and, not every, and, and that's always going to risk it, man. That's always going to be a risk. Like you, you take, I'm not saying they're small, but in comparison to the Marvel machine, Halloween, Scream, those things are smaller movies. If you set the bar at like, well, they got to go that level where the Disney is, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But again, I mean, look, look at like Scream is, is surpassing expectations right now. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, it's the only fucking movie. Like, I mean, but Spider-Man's still a couple weeks. It was still, you know, but it's still hanging on there. But Scream is the only fucking movie right now. So I wonder if Scream makes them think, oh my God, we can release a movie at basically any time and people are still going to go. Dude, we're getting, yeah. you know, the psycho numbers well, that we're a... getting like a market you know. for it yeah as long as it, as long as people are willing to go and do it i mean i don't know i guess they'll be happy with it but the thing is like those big giant movies that they're banking a big amount of people turning out and they don't get it like okay how much do you how much does scream cost for production like what do you just a round number what do you think they they paid to to film it uh i, I don't actually know i have no we'll idea. just say well, I, I know it's gonna be more than this but just say it's like 60 million just say it's like 60 million and then they yeah. make like a hundred million over the opening weekends. I mean, that's a huge fucking win for them. But mm -hmm. if it was a movie like Spider-Man that probably cost like 200 fucking million dollars, they have to do good. They have to make right. their money back and break even. Okay. Daddy's got to get a new uh, sausage planner. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> if they don't, if they don't do that, then they're, they're considered a failure. So I always feel like those big movies, they're going to hold them back. If they're afraid, they're not going to get the people to turn out for them. Cause here's a big, I mean, I know <clears throat> I've not seen it. So don't get it. I don't want y'all to get bad, but like Eternals. Was that a flop? Because nobody went and saw it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it yeah. cost a lot of fucking money. I mean, you know, just to have Angelina Jolie's foot on camera is like fifty thousand dollars, and her whole body was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those movies cost so fucking much, and that's the thing with horror too. You can you can subvert that a little bit, but I mean, he also said like he said. So I'm trying to find exactly what it was that he said. I mean, and I guess the question that we're asking here uh, is is so if shooting is delayed this time so you're in a different situation than you were last time so because with halloween kills they were able to complete the movie before the surge like it didn't shut them down like they got the movie done right they had it in the can and then they couldn't release it because people couldn't go to theaters the situation with halloween ends is are they going to be able to finish making the movie mm -hmm. so like that's the question so like if they don't finish making the movie in time obviously it's going to get delayed and yeah. probably a full year at best so but yeah, the other yeah, question is, what if they finish making it, okay, yeah. and there is no Omicron issues, and they get it done, and they have it made, and it's in the can, and then we're in the middle of a surge, and other people are, are like pulling the, out. Like the, the soft drink? Yeah, surge. It's, or squirt. <laughs> it's coming back, bitch. <laughs> uh, I love surge. But like, Sega. imagine this. If they shut down movie theaters again, 
which by the way, huge shout out to Scream because they're getting these huge numbers in Toronto. There's a lot of places in the world where movie theaters are shut down and Scream is still killing it. Yeah. But um, here's the question. So say they get the movie made. If they have the movie made, they have it in the can, and then theaters are shut down when it's supposed to release next October of 2023, then the question is, I think, this time, I think they may actually just release it on, on VOD. They may just release it on, on Paramount or Peacock this time yeah. and not even fuck with the theater. I don't know. I I imagine – look, I think it's where it should have gone anyway. I mean, I, I think – I don't – I think Halloween ends – I don't think it suffered for being released or I'm sorry, Halloween kills suffered for being released on Peacock and being in the theater at the same time. I think that what you did was you got a larger audience to watch your movie, which was a good thing. You even got people that weren't hardcore Halloween fans to watch your movie because there was nothing else to watch and it was free with the sign up on Peacock. So why the fuck not? Let's have some fun and shake our titties yeah. or $4.99 or, or whatever. Yeah, it did, it did good. It did good. I think what's going to happen is Halloween ends is probably definitely going to get done. It's going to get made. And then what they're going to do is they're going to decide, hey, you know what happened is we got like kind of some backlash when we didn't release Halloween Kills the first time and we kept delaying it. Then we released it on Peacock anyway. And people were like, why didn't you do this a while ago when people really kind of needed it when we were in the middle of a really bad situation? And that could have taken off, you know, a lot of people, you know, got them away from dealing with all the craziness in the world. But yeah, I think it's I, I think uh, releasing on a view. I, I just think it's smart. And I think it's one of those things you can still exist simultaneously. Like the theaters can still survive. And then the uh, at home streaming platforms can benefit from it, too. There's no reason why it has to be one or the other. We're not fucking the three musketeers fighting the French throne. <laughs> it's OK. It, you know, it's time yeah. for a change. And that's how it always goes. Either roll with the change or get eaten up. Like, that's just what's going to work. I mean, that's what's yeah. going to happen. I mean, Blockbuster didn't learn that. And guess what they're doing? They're fucking stuck in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and this is what I, th my prediction is this. My prediction is if the movie gets finished, that's uh, the biggest question to me is not what happens after the movie's finished. If they're able, because like you said, they're like the only people filming right now, because regardless of how mild Omicron, Omicron is for a lot of people or whatever, the fact is, if somebody gets it, they're out. Right. And you can't shoot a movie that way. If they get it, that's somebody why else the airlines it, blah, blah, are canceling blah. their staff. Right. Yeah. So, and like fucking dude, we're right. We're on, locked down here at my house right now because uh ellie's got a cough and we're waiting for a test because you can't find a fucking test anywhere but yeah that's the side of the point like my daughter's got a cough I'm on lockdown here because i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> i can't go out in public like this <laughs> <laughs> but we're, wait we're waiting to see if, if ellie has it or not right now uh we took it at home test and it was negative so hopefully not but my point is is that it's shutting shit down because of its viral rate or whatever so the biggest question to me is do they finish filming on time mm. now let's that's that's the giant question mark that's the riddler question mark now if they do finish filming on time that at that point my prediction is hell or high water that movie comes out october this year no doubt about it you know i yeah, I, I think I, it will I, yeah i don't sure. i i think that they realized they made a mistake by not releasing it you know in uh what was it 2020 when they should yeah, have released leaks it. and shit yeah, they should have already released it. They should have done the thing with Peacock. They should have had that thing worked out. Of course, they could have been ironing out details with that whole deal. I don't know. But either way, they're, they're not going to miss that train again. And now after Halloween kills and everyone's back on board and they're like caught up with it and they're like, holy shit, I want some more. They're not going to wait another the fucking year to yeah. release it. There's no way. I mean, I think that I mean, Jason Blum is probably going in it with the same idea that he had with Halloween kills when he said, no matter what, it's going to come out. Like, no matter what, that has to happen. If it has to be exclusively VOD or if it's going to be exclusively in the theaters, it's going to come out. And, you know, he was true to his word and it did come out. So, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, 
But in a world where Celine Dion is canceling her U.S. tour, anything is possible. <laughs> well, I think she has health issues, though, doesn't she? That, well, she I think, yeah, she does have health issues, but I think that she was possibly scared of the fucking, you know, because she has health issues. But there was another show or a movie that literally just got delayed because of, of the virus. And I can't remember, but it was a big, I think it was a big thing. It was a big movie, but they literally shut down the whole fucking thing. Because yeah. it wasn't because people were, you know, uh dying or whatever thank god but they were like there were so many people that were getting sick they were calling into work they didn't have enough people to fucking do it to crew the you know to crew the production yeah uh anthony depuzo says jason blum said halloween ends won't be going to peacock theaters only first which i agree with the window is already short and that changes enough so i i do remember him saying something to the effect of like we would like to just do theaters this time around but i mean who knows what's going to happen at the end i remember something about that for sure now for me i you know choices right now i'd go to the fucking theater see if i could uh but i just don't think if i had if i had to be a betting man i, I would say that if it makes it through filming, if it doesn't make it through filming, we're not seeing this till 2024. Like that's just, or 2023. Yeah. 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 If it doesn't, because they have to make the fucking movie, but if they have it in the can, like they did with Halloween kills, I think we both agree whether it's on streaming or <clears throat> streaming and theaters, it's coming out in October. Yeah. It'll, it'll come out one way or the other. And if it's not so. Peacock, that's fine. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, Peacock was a, was a fish, was a flash in the pan kind of thing. Anyway, I think that if I were, you know the people behind blumhouse i'd make a deal with like someone like hbo max or or like amazon or something like that because peacock i mean it might have picked up their sales a little bit but i really don't know what they pay i'd like to know the fucking deal like how much peacock paid for that because it had to be a shit ton of money yeah and they're they're also they signed they, they bought the exorcist movies and they paid a fucking butt ton load dude who the, the fuck exorcist owns movies? that they got it's gotta be donald trump behind Jesus Christ, they fucking goddamn megalomaniac goddamn rich goddamn tycoon <laughs> They paid a fortune for the fucking Exorcist movies, man. They did. What's up, Call Cooney, new subscriber? Appreciate that, dude. Uh, but another piece, my streaming service is going to be huge. No one else. <laughs> I, when you ask me about movies, I know about movies. No one knows about movies like me. <laughs> uh, one other thing. One other thing that they, that came out from this Jason Blum Q and A is this guy Jay. His name's Jay, by the way. He says that mm. DJ guy twenty eight says, "Can we get a special edition four K box set of the new Halloween trilogy once ends comes out?" And Jason Blum says, "Very." possible v possible mm. so that's something that's interesting and i won't find it on here but um i will I can, say i can see that yeah like the new edition of, of well yeah because didn't they release uh didn't they have a the well maybe they didn't the christopher nolan three uh three uh movie set when it was just batman begins the dark knight and the dark knight rises i mean since, yeah. i mean i know they're part of the larger batman universe but those were in the nolan universe yeah and, and like so here's the question though like this is technically not a trilogy right like technically it's a quadrilogy with the original halloween involved in it i don't know if they just released halloween 2018 the other two but it will get a 4k release <laughs> what i will tell you dude is that we recently fuck i finally i was waiting until we bought the house before i got it but i finally got you know the big tv i've been wanting yeah you know what sucks about having the like the 75 inch fucking tv dude is that when you watch streaming services on it if they're not in 4K, if there are, if you watch like Hulu, live sports, or whatever, it looks like fucking donkey dick. It looks yeah. like shit. So like now I'm in the position where I got, I wasn't gonna do it, dude. But now I, I'm gonna go buy a fucking 4K player. And I wasn't gonna do it, but I'm gonna buy a 4K player and I'm gonna buy like my favorite movies on it. So I'll probably actually end up buying that yeah. to put on it. But um, he yeah, also, I, sorry, what you say? No, I mean, I, I don't. I think that most of those uh, 4K movies are kind of a ripoff, anyway. I mean, I, I just think it's bullshit. You have to have 
this extra shit to even really enjoy it. And even when you do enjoy it, like, I mean, even though when you see it, the thing about 4K versus Blu-ray to me is when, like, there's not a big significant jump in quality. It, like, it's just a couple of extra pixels. Like, now when you watch a VHS movie and then you watch, like, a, a, a Blu-ray, it's ginormous. Like, you're like, holy yeah. shit, it's so crystal clear. They haven't got to, it's the same thing with, in my opinion, if you look at the jump in technology from, like, Xbox One and Xbox Series X. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's not much graphical improvement. But I, yeah. but I got, I just liked it. I bought the 4K. Um, I think I was like Ghostbusters. I bought 4K just because I want to say I ha I own it. But it's more just to be like, oh, I own the most ultra high definition fucking thing you got. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, but is it any better? It's like, no, not really. I might have spent like $15 <laughs> more than I should have. Well, well, that was my whole thing. Like, I didn't have a TV worthy of a 4K investment, you know? But like, now that I do, I'm like, I'm seeing shit and I'm like, oh man, it makes such a goddamn difference when you have the right movie on. So now my whole stance is flipped. I might start yeah. collecting physical media again. But, you know, the cool news, the cool news there is that we're probably going to get a cool little trilogy box set uh, from them uh, because he said uh, about one. So he said very possibly about that. But earlier in this, and I won't find the exact tweet, but somebody asked him, will we ever fucking see the original ending of Halloween 2018? Like, you know, the one oh, that was yeah. shown to test audiences. It, yeah, they have it. Yeah, they have it. And he said, possibly. Now, with this, he said very possibly. With that, he said possibly. So to me, he knows what it is. He knows they have it on fucking film somewhere. And there's yeah. no squidly diddly fucking Dewberry fuckville farts knocking to Mike Tyson's fucking birdcage. We're going to see that eventually, but they're going to package it. So you have to pay for it. And then we're going to get it that way. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, the Halloween 2018 original ending would be nice to have. I mean, if you're a collector, I mean, it's not really necessary, I guess, for the overall story, but I mean, it's still nice to have it. If you're going to get the ultimate holy shit package, you want all of it. It's the same thing was I'm, I don't need to do it. Um, but I, I, but I'm going to, at some point I get the money to do it or, or when I get around to doing it, I'm going to go buy the, uh, or when I don't even know if it's out, but the the, the Ghostbusters gift set, where it's got it's, all the the three Ghostbusters. It's and expensive, it, dude, but it looks. Cool. How much is it? I, I don't remember, but I remember going. Ooh, no! I'm gonna sell it. my my girlfriend. She's gonna work on the street. I'm gonna turn her out. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it comes the, in like an ecto trap or whatever the fuck. Uh, no, you know? yeah, yeah, like, it comes in like a, a ghost trap. Yeah, ghost it looks trap. cool as shit. But I was like, I'll turn that bitch out. <laughs> like I swear <laughs> to God, I'll trick her out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but I, if, but I, I do want to get that. I don't need it, but I mean, I wanted to have all the special features. I wanted to have all the commentaries on it. I do want to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife with all the extra stuff in it. Like you know, yeah. I, I'll watch the commentary on that. I want to hear what uh, Reitman has to say about filming process and see if they get Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd or any of those guys on there. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Scream Four, by the way, there's the chat was saying it's 24 to 25 million is what they spent on it, and it's already made 35 million. So like it's, five, it's you mean? yeah, Scream Five is definitely going to get its money back. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's interesting, dude, because like we're getting the highest numbers we've almost ever gotten in a lot of places, and there's a movie in theaters only right now, and it's doing fucking well. It's it's dwarfing what Scream Four did when there was no fucking virus. So I mean, that says something. Scream you know Four I mean? sucked. But anyway, <laughs> that's why, because they were like, fuck it, I'd rather take a virus than watch that shit. <laughs> I'll snort that fucking Omicron. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that's good news, man. That's that just that's good for, you know, for screen fans. And that's good for uh, that's good for the economy. And that's good for the movie theaters. Uh, but again, I, I just feel like at the end of the day, I, I don't think anybody should be afraid of, of releasing a movie on streaming along with theaters because it's proved it's been proven i think that halloween kills did prove it that it's still you're fine your box office numbers 
are still going to be good. And you're also going to have another source of income that didn't cost you as much because yeah. you didn't have to go to the movie theaters and pay them a percentage. It's weird. I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know what they get per view or whatever. It's like Spotify. Dude, movie like, theaters get a shit ton for them. The movie they theaters to, don't get anything from streaming. Well, they when they when the movies are released and they screen them at certain like the companies that own those theaters, they have to mm -hmm. give them money. Oh, like an early out it. contract. Yeah, like yeah. For, in certain situations. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm Regal talking about like or, the people who. I'm talking about like Blumhouse specific. Like, what does Blumhouse get every time someone screams Halloween streams Halloween Kills on Peacock? I don't know. Oh, well, they get, like, I'm sure they get, well, they probably either, they got a lump sum, you know, like, like we, you know, yeah, they're like, oh, we'll give you like $45 million exclusivity Just rights or this. something like, yeah. yeah. Or they That's got, cause there's no way they would get a percentage. Cause if you did that, you'd fucking bankrupt yourself. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. I wonder how that works. Uh, Andrew Graziosa, thanks for the super chat, buddy. He says, "Hey guys, did you see the new the the Scream TV series? Would you want the original cast to come back for a fourth season?" Fuck no. <laughs> oh, I do. I didn't want the fucking original cast to come back for this movie. <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm the wrong guy to be asking, sir. <laughs> I, I, I was, but as far as the TV series, I watched like half of the first season and I watched the full third season, and none of it. Uh, the opening episode to the Scream TV series was with the girl who ended up. She made like a million dollars on OnlyFans. I can't remember her name. Uh, the, you uh, talking about the original, the season one where they changed the mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. god, that was our fucking garbage. It had it had little moments, but like fuck no, yeah, leave that kill well, it with you fire. Leave it in the past for sure. It's so bad, dude. Because when you get to Scream Three, at least they go back to the original Ghostface outfit, and but the fucking show really, really tanked in. It's like yeah. there was that story was dog shit. It's like stepping in wet diarrhea dog shit throughout the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Third one was awful, dude. It was really yeah. fucking. But I, the only thing I like to watch is that he was running around in the actual ghost face outfit. I'm like, why do you guys do that earlier? <laughs> <laughs> you dumbasses. Uh, uh, the bomb says, thank you, by the way, says, am I the only one that watches older movies? And when the 20th Century Fox logos comes up, I say, God damn. Disney owns this. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, dude. I same with me. You watch those old school, like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The way that 20th Century Fox and the lights are coming up behind it, the spotlights, and you're like, and then you suddenly, yeah, I, I never thought of it like that though. Your mind Im immediately flicks to Mickey Mouse fucking the shit out of it behind it, and you're like, they own it. <laughs> Did, but you know what's weird? Disney owns ESPN. They own yeah, everything. They, they own fucking everything, dude. They apparently own literally the, everything. The Moon Knight trailer just came out. Apparently. I know. I was telling him I gotta watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's yeah, on. It's a. It's a new teaser. That's exciting. Like I want to see that shit, um, for sure. Cause Oscar Isaac's a fucking badass actor. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot yeah. that he was cast. Yeah, that show's gonna be probably yeah. pretty badass for sure. But yeah, that. So that's that's the Halloween Kills news. That's what's going on in the world. That's the scream spoiler review. That's 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 all of that nasty Nate butt crack and the Texas wind shit. That you know, that's what happens. Yeah, little little thing, tiny Halloween kills news, but it's still fun. Yeah. Only I want to. Well, we already kind of mentioned it. The only thing um, I guess to talk about real fast. It, it, well, I don't want to talk about all of it, but just to, Mike already said it. But if you guys do yourself a favor, if you guys have got HBO Max, go watch Peacemaker. I swear oh, yeah. to God, it's worth it, man. It really is. I I was on a whim. I'd seen it, like I'd seen the news about it and whatever. And then uh, la or two nights ago, I was like, yeah, I'll just fucking watch the first episode and see if it's any good. And I was like hooked. I was like, dude, this is fucking great. Yeah. It was so good like, when John Cena's in the hospital. They're short. And then, yeah, they're short. They're like forty five minutes each. Yeah. And and then Robert Patrick's in it too. And I'm like, holy shit, he's in this. <laughs> he's a piece of shit, but he's still funny. I mean, it's still Robert Patrick, and his hair's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It, it looked like he he had like a like a 
like an electrical uh, eel go up his asshole and his hair is permanently stuck like that. <laughs> it does look weird. It looks but like a it's so weird. Yeah, it just looks like he's constantly like been shocked. But uh, yes. dude, John Cena, dude, uh, he exactly the way that he was in Suicide Squad is it all carries over. He's exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah, and the show's fucking just the show's like I feel like Suicide Squad was it was good, but it was kind of all they had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Where Peacemaker can just focus on John Cena being funny as fuck, dude. That show, is, uh, dude, I, I'm not lying to you. Like I, I sat out here and watched three episodes, and and both me and my wife laughed our fucking tits off, dude. Yeah, I like that. Like, part it's so where, funny. There, there's a part I think it's in the third episode or maybe the second episode. They're driving to uh, the the job. And then uh, he finds out that one of his teammates is married. She's married. Anyway. He finds out she's a lesbian. And then he's like, oh, my God, you're married to a girl. And then because she had been sliding over showing him the ops for the mission. And one of them was her uh, wife's vagina. He's like, that's a vagina. And then he, was, <laughs> then he starts laughing. He was like, hey, so I got a question. He's like, is scissoring a thing? Because I keep getting mixed reports. <laughs> dude it's, it's it's so fucking funny i'm surprised honestly that with the whole like controversy surrounding james gunn's early tweets and stuff that he had the balls to write this show because this show goes fucking there dude it goes you know what he is it's I, free to do what it J- wants dude, james gunn to me is like what uh zach snyder he just said fuck it he's like yeah hey, you know what i made some i said some bad shit back in the day you're not gonna crucify me for some shit i said like fifty five thousand years ago yeah like hey do you remember in 1997 when you said an offhand remark to somebody when you were going in to take a piss <laughs> it's like it's like it's uh like, no it's like 102 john john says what the fuck does lewis ck stand up have to do with this <laughs> right exactly like, yeah he shows uh, his dick because he shows his dick to people he's like what do you mean where does he hey, by the way that guy uh what's his name vigilante. Uh, the sidekick vigilante dude full-on deadpool energy like, he, he did feels he, just he sounded, like he kind of sounded like him too yeah but you know he actually sounded like the guys like you look like Freddie for fuck the topographical map uh, map of Utah. He looked oh, he had yeah. sound like that dude a little bit too. I can see that too. It, but you know the thing is is I it, I in a perfect universe James Gunn and Zack Snyder would be the showrunners for all of DC content in the Warner in the Warner Brother era. God, that team up would be fucking poof. Well, we had it because we yeah. would have had the intersection with if if they had you know if Warner Brothers weren't you know full of bullshit and vomit in their in their sacks. We would have had Zack Snyder having an intersection Holy with James Gunn. Tits, dude. Holy tits. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brittany Pearl. Hey, your name changed. Says, hey guys, me and Romanere say send love. Stay awesome. Love y'all. Love you, Brittany. Hey, love you, you Brittany. You're fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, you guys watch fucking Peacemaker. Mm. You just you just have to. Uh, and then it drops every thursday which kind of sucks because you know it's all done i wish they just did the whole we're going to release it all at once but unfortunately they don't but every thursday it comes out but but there's three episodes out already so it's yeah worth dipping your little wiener into a little bit just Just go ahead and see what that feels like you know drop off your sperm to the pool Uh, (laughs) 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 oh but yeah hey that's that's the fucking that's the stream dude that's it that's it that's That's it that's the goddamn stream. Hey, I'm glad you fucking showed up, man. I'm glad I, know, you I feel like I feel in. like the third man at Bash of the Beach in WCW when I was coming in to save Macho Man, but actually I dropped the leg. Well, I felt, <laughs> he's like, I, my I, God, he's the third man. He's I, the third I, man. I, I felt bad when you show up, and I was like, dude, I gotta pee. Bye. 
<laughs> I was set, like 20 minutes before he showed up. There's like, dude, Jay's gonna be pissed at me because when he comes in here, I'm just gonna leave his ass because no, I got was fine. It was like showing up at a party, be like, hey, so glad you're here. Hey, can you watch the house? I gotta go get a beer. I gotta go get a, I gotta go to a beer, I run. Make a beer run. I gotta go to a beer run. And then you're like, like hand gone. you a toddler. Like, yeah, you would it. have yeah, you would hand me a toddler, and then that you would be going out with like two girls or like a girl and a couple of guys or whatever, and you'd be like, We're just gonna go over a beer run. And then three hours later, I'm like, So yeah, they're still not back. And I played Yahtzee by myself, put the toddler down. I don't know about toddlers, but oh. I did my best. <laughs> it's fine. Well, hopefully, hopefully you guys, um, as long as, as long as my daughter's test comes back negative tomorrow, which it should have been here today, but the world's fucking crazy. Um, as long as that comes back negative tomorrow, Jay and I'll be filming again tomorrow night, uh, or not tomorrow night, but Wednesday, Wednesday. night. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing. So like, so, you know, and obviously this is live stream. So everyone's like, well, the fuck is Jay? Sculpt out, uh, but like the way I was that too this... busy eating sleepy chicken from the TikTok trend. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, follow us on TikTok. Lewis has some videos on there. Yeah, I've been, that I've been trying out. to do that. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> there's all them youngsters. I don't know how to keep up with fucking Nyquil chicken, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what? I might do that tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a Loomis reacts to Nyquil chicken. Did I? You did go. you hear about this? I've not heard about that. What the fuck is Nyquil chicken? Dude, yeah, dude, listen. These dumbasses are literally taking chicken. And they're putting NyQuil in it, boiling it, and eating it because they think it boosts your immune system. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a trend on TikTok. That's not and they say that somebody, the doctors have come out and say, hey, by the way, when you boil it, you dumb shits, you boil away all the water. And yeah. it, it, it's just a strict dose of NyQuil. So you're getting like a half a bottle of NyQuil. Being a person who is who has both semi insomnia and anxiety, I have taken I have taken Nyquil in my life and thought I was gonna fucking die. Dude. So the last thing in the world I would ever do is put Nyquil in fucking chicken and. Dude, boil you should it. look at the pictures of the Nyquil. Like the Nyquil, it's like blue. It looks like Papa Smurf's dick. It's like blue, <laughs> and then disgusting. there's a little white hole. It's like eating a veiny ball. It's like, hey man, when the tryptophan hits the fucking, and dude, the they, and some of these motherfuckers are only shit. boiling it for five minutes, and then they're saying dinner's ready. <laughs> <laughs> you sick hippie! That's fucking stupid. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. But no, like what I was gonna say was so. So like we're filming on Wednesday. We just had a skit come out because now like we're like a lot of people are confused about stuff. So like we're doing news videos this way, and then live streams, and then we're filming skits and shit when we're getting together. If you guys have not seen the. Uh, Halloween Uber Eats commercial skit. Please go watch that, Fun share times. that, like it, all that. Um, but we got more stuff coming. We just dropped a review for the way of the gun on our Patreon today, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. has over fucking like 70 movie commentaries on it, and, like over hundreds of like Loomis videos and other videos. Way of the gun is you guys gotta check that out, man. It's diet coke yeah. dust till dawn. That's yeah. what that and, is. And it, and if you join our Patreon, you get your own movie review, you get your own uh, video done by one of our characters, all kinds of crazy fucking shit in the wilderness. So that plus on Wednesday, we're going to film again. So there's more stuff to come. I don't know where yeah, I was yeah. going with that. But it, but what I'm Fine. saying, if I'm saying anything, Jay, is that you can count on me to pleasure myself. I know. And I'll be there with a the camera watching it. I hope but so. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we were trying to say. Hey guys, thanks for thanks for having me at the, the last little bit. It was a it was a great run. I feel like uh, you were doing a marathon, and I and I came and I pulled up and I cheated <laughs> and I was in a car, and then I jumped out right near the end. And I'm like, I've been here the entire time. I feel, I feel all sweaty. I, feel I all felt sweaty. like a fucking tag team. I was like, Bye. I know, but yeah, but you can't get to me. Like you know, Ultimate Warrior keeps on smacking you back, and I've been like fresh <laughs> at the corner the entire time. <laughs> No, no way. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I'm glad you jumped on the in there. That was fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, so, fun times. Hey, we love y'all's fucking faces. Thanks. Fucking huge crowd in here all night long. Really appreciate you guys. Fucking Thanks, guys. beautiful, 
beautiful work. We'll see you guys quite soon in the underwear drawer. See you on the flip side. Flip Woo! side. See you on the flip side. <laughs> suck a guy. I said suck a guy. I meant to say something else. Actually, suck a guy. It'll make but your that's night fine. better. If, I mean, do it. I had a sister named Judith. She had sex with this kid. It all ended awkwardly quick. You know, I stabbed her. Tits. I know it probably wasn't cool of me, but I just went crazy. You see, my middle name is Audrey, Michael Audrey Myers. Step one, choke you in the car. Step two, pin bob to the door. Step three, dress up like a ghost. Step four, strangle Linda with the phone. Shot six times, step seven. Now, who's the bad guy? Step October 31st. What are you gonna do on October 31st? Here comes that white-faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's tits cause he's a white-faced fucker. Loomis can't recover. Dr. Challenge drunk again, sleeping with your sister's friends. Do you want to know about the darkness? I said God damn. God damn you, my God. I said God damn.
lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said, God damn. God damn you, Michael. What are you going to do on October 31st? Sister named Judith. She had sex with this kid. It all ended awkwardly.